0: and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets turns.
1: Let's get into it. Look, man. Oh, I see. Oh, my. Bowen, look over there. Wow. Is that culture? uh, Yes. Goodness. wow. (laughs) (laughs) Las Culturistas. Ding dong. (laughs) Las Culturistas culturistas calling. calling. And, you know, some things to address up top. Yeah. As usual. Mm -hmm. This is day three of our unplanned saga.
0: We thought we could get all of this out and pay respects within one, two hour chunk. And yet we. That was the hubristic sort of journey that Mm -hmm. we were on um, on this episode when we overcame our fatal flaw. And now we are going to hopefully get through the rest of the top 25. I think we can
1: do it. We've returned to a situation where we're drinking vodka Red Bull. Yes, We have actually returned a bookend, a bookend. So we are actually back to alcohol consumption, which I feel good about. But one thing I don't feel great about is, you know, as we said yesterday, there was going to be some changes and removals and additions to the list. Um, because that can happen um, and what Bowen and yang has chosen to take off the list he actually argues it is not a part of culture and i think it is a part of culture it was even in the top 25
0: okay let's talk about it i uh, i will not i'll get to what, i want you to say it i'll get to what i replaced what we're about to reveal with once we get to it but i took out First of all, let me know. No, this is what I have to say up top before we get into this. Oh, wow. The way we wrote this list mm-hmm. was we started with number no, one. No, they don't need to know and the process. Our way they don't need to
1: know the process. They don't need to know the process. So it felt like a very sort of like
0: stream of consciousness that we were just oh. putting in random things willy nilly and not really giving thought to the order when we've been giving thought to the order this whole time. Um, absolutely, old Freak by Megan Thee Stallion beat out Jonas Salk inventing the polio vaccine for empirical reasons. We agree on that we one. We agree on that one. I took out Christina Ricci, who was, I think, at the 20th, 20th he spot. He took
1: out Christina Ricci.
0: And I replaced it with something much more significant. Christina Ricci, I mean, after Adam's Family, like, what was, like, the big moment? Like That darn cat. White Snake Moan.
1: Um, Black Snake Moan. Black or Snake Moan. Like, Excuse you, you I don't that's even know- I,
0: that was tough. Oh, and who else is in the movie? Justin Timberlake?
1: Who cares? And Samuel L. And I just want to say something. You don't just fly through Adams' family. She I was I, I the was Wednesday Adams. And if for you to say that Christina Ricci is not a part of culture, she was also iconically in the Code Black episode of Grey's Anatomy. It's unbelievable what you do and the way you act and behave. I don't think she is the moment. She is not a moment. She was such a moment. She d- she invented deadpan. She invented <laughs> deadpan,
0: but deadpan. <laughs> Janine Garofalo found Dead. Dead. <laughs> Christine Raffalo found dead when we called it out that Christina Ricci had invented deadpan. I want to say that what I replaced Christina Ricci with, we'll, we'll, we will talk about this when we get to it. And I would argue a huge moment for the culture, an actual moment, someone doing something and it affecting Are you serious? You but affecting need to the relook
1: culture. at Christina Ricci's efforts to film and television I and understand know. that when she, when she was in Adam's family turning those lines, those one-liners, it, it had never been seen before. Winona wishes. Winona
0: wishes. Oh my God. Winona sadly did not make the list. She didn't we'll just make spoil the that. list.
1: Was she, Winona Ryder is not on the list. No. Not even for her SAG Awards um, faces. No. Not even for her with the Christmas lights. No. Not even for her during her actual peak. I mean, <laughs> okay, Matt. I think it's time to dive into the top
0: 25. Despite us
1: not agreeing on Christina Ricci, I think we agree on literally 99.9% of the list. And that includes what we're about to say.
0: So 99.9% of 200 items is (laughs) 0.2%. So we well agree. then
1: the, so my statistics weren't exactly dead on no,
0: no, no I'm no I'm just doing the math and I'm like okay yeah I think like distributed over the 200 there are parts of each item on the list that we disagree on
1: yes I, I think that but that's part of partnership and concession and yes. that's part of moving forward you know we can't agree on everything
0: yes we just want to clear up something too um we had people reach out they were saying um oh god I hope this person doesn't make it on the list or this person doesn't make it on the list like people that they seem to dislike and we go mm-hmm. This is not negative. That's not... Yes, exactly. This is not the biggest impact people it is the uh, we should clarify that it's cultural moments that uh, were positive that positively affected this the this is
1: cultural canon and yes. there's no place for your negativity your no. disagreement you are not the Us, we are we say the list oh no but i'm saying it's p- no, but no no I know negative what you're pe- saying. no negative people i know what you're saying there's not a lot of negative stuff in the list because that's not actually contributing to culture exactly you have to be positive to contribute to culture and that's actually rule of culture number 12 you have, you have to, to be, be positive to, to, contribute to contribute to culture, culture.
0: You know, even the the quote unquote nasty moments on the list, including Rosie and Elizabeth's fight on the view or they
1: contribute positively in a way. Exactly.
0: And even Jamila Jamil's multiple slash conflicting stories about getting chased by bees, that positively contributed to the culture.
1: It positively contributes to the culture because it makes it more of a possibility that she is done on Snatch Games soon. Yes. I think that when you when here's the thing about Jamila Jamil. And we Milla hope Jameel someone does a Snatch Game of her. is playing a really good long game. Yes. Because she's making herself iconic for questionable things and that is going to make her an amazing Snatch Game character.
0: Yes, I agree with for you. For a drag
1: queen one day.
0: Uh, you Matt, you know my theory on Lady Gaga is that her whole career, every mm-hmm. part of her career has a performance been Performance of Fame. A performance of fame. I feel like Jamila Jamil is doing the same kind of performance art on the same level, I would even say.
1: So what we're saying is Jamila Jamil is actually a Warholian sort of yes. Like artist. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But with sort of like um pull quotes.
0: With pull quotes, with seemingly playing a heightened version of a character that she played on a TV show. Yeah. Um, it's so fascinating to
1: it's, me. It, I mean, it's a fascinating thing, and
0: the fact that she gets the center chair on legendary makes absolutely no sense. And yet there she is, announcing, and yeah. uh, like stealing stuff from Deshaun Wesley, being like, "Actually, I'm going to be the one to explain what the Moneyball situation is." It's, it's, it's amazing. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not dragging. I'm saying it's, it's performance art.
1: It is, it's performance art. <laughs> I'm, not also, I'm not dragging. I'm not dragging. To me, there's actually nothing funnier than a beautiful woman being traced by a bee. <laughs> like beautiful woman being chased, chased by, by bees, bee. and in fact chased by so many bees that it plagues her. To me, there's not much funnier than that. Than one. that,
0: I mean, Macaulay Culkin wishes in my girl.
1: Oh, honey, I mean, it, first of all, not a beautiful woman, Macaulay to, Cul- Culkin, not, not, not a beautiful, beautiful woman, woman. No. at the time, like a fine-looking boy. Yes. Now, he, when you come out and you say. I was chased by bees, and that's that's what persecutes me. Yes. That actually takes away from Macaulay. Yes. And that is a problem. Now, we wish we could say Macaulay was on the list. He's not. He's not on the list. He's not on the list. He did not make the list. Not even Anna Klumski on the list. No mm. one from My Girl on the list. No one, from, no one from the cast of Home Alone on the list. Not None. even Catherine O'Hara. Not even Catherine O'Hara, who I think has made a career that would um, sort of definitely warrant consideration for the list. I, she just didn't make she it. She just didn't make it. She couldn't
0: even really match up with Nicole Scherzinger on honorable mention No, staff.
1: she wasn't even an honorable mention, although it's nothing against her. It's just she didn't make the list this time. She was not a moment. You know, when we get to our 400th episode, there's going to be a whole new list. Yes. And we'll talk about her then, but... For now, no. No. Um, and we will, let's just say
0: this is, would you say that this is a living document, Matt?
1: I would say that all documents are living, okay. in a way.
0: Okay, I, I love that. Thank you so much. Um, mm-hmm. I agree. I agree that this I is agree. this is a living document. Yeah. Because we, it
1: comes from, we're actually going to talk about where documents come from in rule number 20, uh, sorry, and number 24 on the list. Absolutely. Um. So what do you say we actually get beginning? I say we get beginning. All right, so um, there's 25 things that are in the top 25 moments of culture, and we are so excited. And we have plenty of time to really, sink really our get teeth into, into it. Really get into really it. Get into really it. get into it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Number 25. I can't believe that we're finally counting on the top 25. This is really. This feels really cool. <laughs> Number 25 on the list is <laughs> every actress in Drop Dead Gorgeous. Denise, I Amy mean, Adams. The, the fact Kirsten. that the first one
0: you say is Denise. And why shouldn't she be first?
1: Rightfully so. I mean, when she did that dance with Jesus. Oh, my God. Just too good to be true. And when she Ugh. was a, a face on Mount Rushmore. I mean, a genius performance. You, you got to talk about Kirstie Alley. You got to talk about Kirstie Alley. Kirstie, you know, say what you want, but she is giving you everything. Is that for me or my gown?
0: S- SadWorks, Father oh. Um, Okay, and then you had Allison Janney. You, you had, had Allison had Janney. You had Ellen Barkin. Ellen I Barkin. Mean, Ellen
1: Barkin, Barkin and Allison Janney, the duo to end all duos. The duo to end all duos. You had
0: not an actress. I don't mean to misgender. Will Sasso. Will Sasso in a in a in a fun role.
1: So this 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 item is every actress in drop. Down I and know, Gorgeous. but I, and you say Will Sasso, and
0: you know, and the way that all those
1: movies are a little tough
0: to watch because they haven't aged well. Um, Will Sasso there there's there is potentially an ableist performance that's that's there that's problematic. Right. But we um acknowledge, we don't celebrate Will Sasso. We say that Will Sasso is there, but that this is about the actresses. Not on the list. Not on the list. But he's
1: not on the list. He's not and on the list. And who is on the list? Deborah is, Wilson.
0: His <laughs> cast made on Mad TV.
1: She has made the list prior, but not Will Sasso does not make the list as part of the number 25 every actress in Drop Dead Gorgeous. Who does make the list is Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. Now, here's the thing about Kirsten Dunst. Another iconic moment that could have made the list but did not was the toothbrushing scene. In Bring It On. In Bring It On. That was very close to making the list. Yes. Um, But what she does here in Drop Dead Gorgeous is a next level. And every actress in this has done next level work.
0: Yes. Um, Another Kirsten moment, if I might add. Mm -hmm. That did not make the list. But her being separated... Um, from her dog in Marie Antoinette in the beginning. Mm. Very mm-hmm. emotional. Mm-hmm. She was very sad to be leaving that dog and to be married to this, you know, mm-hmm. short French man. Mm-hmm. So you really love it.
1: Have you seen On Becoming a God?
0: I saw the pilot and it The was... way she
1: sort of screams after she shoots the bullets into the lake after at the, at the crocodiles the crocodile. at the end of the episode. Yes, yes That yes. I
0: love. I love- I, the way she skins, and we talked about this, skins what appears to be a, an actual live crocodile in the beginning of the second episode of I'm Becoming a God.
1: We did talk about this, how you were pretty con,
0: pretty convinced, convinced that, that it was, a, was real a real crocodile. Crocodile,
1: and well, it would be an alligator if it was in Florida. I'm sorry, it was
0: an alligator, but she peels the skin
1: and the scales. Yeah, but I feel it must have been a prop.
0: And I was saying that I don't you know I I don't think there's a prop budget or an effects budget to make I mean, you know, take it up with PETA, but they might have actually bought some dead gators.
1: So for- you think that, as someone who knows the magic, that I'm not is prop saying work that and I know. Costumes, no, no. You think this was a
0: real alligator? I'm not saying that I have any specific industry knowledge, but it just
1: seemed like a real alligator. We're going to need this at designer or props department of on becoming Becoming a God God in in central Central Florida Florida to please reach out. Regardless, this has been 25 every actress Actress on drop dead gorgeous. Gorgeous. And we have to say just before we go, Brittany Murphy, this is to this guy. You were the one. And please understand that you were also iconic and clueless for saying you're a virgin who can't drive. And that you also did not make the list for that. But um, you do make the list as part of the Drop Dead Gorgeous cast.
0: We d- we do give props to Uptown Girl. Yes. Uptown Girls. And we love you, Brittany Murphy. And I, we talked about this. Right? I mean, many at this point, many, many, many people have put mm. forward the theory that had she been alive, had, had were she still alive today, she would have won an Oscar by now.
1: I think my theory is she would have been one of the queens of television. She would have been the queens oh, of peak TV. Yeah. I don't think Oscar for her. I think two or three Emmys.
0: Gosh, could you imagine like a Britney Murphy led like prestige TV
1: show? I can't imagine it. But, like how good would that be? It would be amazing. Oh. It's, uh, she peaked before her time. Yeah, we love Britney. We love Britney. Now another thing we love: talk mm. about living documents from before. This rule number. I keep calling them rules because we so okay. famously
0: do rules of culture. This is a little paradigm shift.
1: Number twenty-four on the top two hundred list in cul- top two hundred
0: Moment. <laughs> moments in, in culture history. history is the invention in of paper. paper. Huge. Um, oh my god! I know. I know things are a little bit tense when we think of a Chinese person right now. <laughs> I can't believe you just said that. I know. I know. There's there's tension. I, there's potentially yet another pandemic. Uh, no. potential flu that's coming out of the we country. We can't talk about that. Um, that's not what we're, ta- what we're talking about. We're talking about the invention of paper, which was <gasps> l- people think it's Egyptian. It's an Egyptian invention that papyrus is started at all. No, it was the Chinese who took started a bunch of it all started it all. <laughs> started it all in a different way. In a different way, uh, some man um took a bunch of leaves, um ground and wood, and ground them into this mulch, and then laid it out and let it l- lay flattened it, let it soak in the sun. And then they got the idea to write on it.
1: I can't believe this is true.
0: This is paper this, came from China. This is the anecdotal fact. See, so paper is a Chinese invention, not Egyptian. And we have to—that's wow. actually a rule of culture, rule of culture number ninety-seven. Paper, paper is, actually, is actually an invention, an invention of, China, of China, not Egyptian. Not
1: Egyptian. So unfortunately, Egypt, this you lose this round. You lose the this. This is not yours, and I just have to say. We would not have so many amazing things if we hadn't had paper. We wouldn't have had, you know, the journals that Taylor Swift yes. wrote her songs in. We wouldn't have had the napkin that... Um, J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling wrote. <laughs> and we, we we celebrate her.
0: We wouldn't have had the, the paper that um, was <laughs> a facsimile on the Google document that J.K. Rowling wrote her 27 paragraphs transphobic screed on that she would later publish onto her own her. website.
1: And you'll also notice that no Harry Potter appears on the list of culture. And honestly, a month ago, Good that would have sounded crazy. But not anymore. But not anymore.
0: Not, not anymore. Not anymore. And I want to say, Taylor Swift's journals, yes, thank you, Matt. Without paper, we would not have the notes app apology, which was in many ways innovated and perfected by Miss Taylor Swift.
1: Apps, I would say. I mean, she wants to be removed from this narrative. Who could forget what Who she wanted? To, she would very much have liked to have been excluded from this narrative.
0: I was not aware that I was being called a bitch mm-hmm. or something along yeah, those lines. Yeah, where's the footage of? Yes. Yeah. Where's mm-hmm. the footage of? She
1: is Notes App Queen and- Yes. And
0: uh, a lyrics pass on a Notes App mm-hmm. Queen. Yeah. Only the young can run?
1: Only the young can run? run? Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's just say this has kind of become about Notes App- This is about paper. When it was really about paper, and that's actually a comment on 2020. Were we aware we were making the comment? You decide. You decide. So number 23 on the list is... Bond Bond Girls! girls. You know these girls. Yes. These are the girls in every Bond movie. Mm -hmm. Of course, I'm talking about James Bond, but it was right to say his name his last name first, yes, because that's what he does in this town. Make no mistake, they are not his possessions. They are not his oh, chattel. No, no, no. They are
0: autonomous women. They
1: are the girls of the Bond, um, sort of, you know, film genre. Yes, really. and so many amazing women, starting with Ursula Andrus, running all the way up to Miss Anna de Armas, a new one that's going to come out next year girl we girl. have seen denise richards play a bond girl we have seen terry hatcher michelle yo we have seen michelle yo yes we have seen ms my favorite bond girl famke Thumke, Janssen. yes famke Jansen play of course xenia on a top and thighs the way that she that could kill you. killed men was she squeezed with her thighs and this is the camp that i'm looking for in james bond yes thank you and is is this are these movies bringing the camp
0: would you say I don't know
1: that Anna De Armas
0: is gonna serve camp to me? You know,
1: and I want a little goofiness. I want goofy. That's the thing is, it's like it's the same thing with with Batman movies. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we're I gonna get into Batman movies. Oh, we're gonna get into that. I appreciate that the Dark Knight and Christopher Nolan had its dark moment, but at its heart, I want Joel Schumacher sort of gay camp nipples on the bat suit, and I kind of want the equivalent of that with James Bond. I want him to say something corny, yes, and. Literally, every woman in the entire place like drowns in their own wetness. Mm. I love that about James
0: Bond. I love that about James Bond. I mean, a full fantasy like, there are no actual women like this who behave mm-hmm. like this in the world who are so capable and so smart and yet completely horny enough and so hot and so oh, yeah. horny enough to like let those things kind of slide out of their humanity when they see James Bond.
1: What is your Bond girl name?
0: Oh my god. Hmm, this is hard, this is hard. I have mine. Okay, go.
1: Dr. Natasha Nutt. That's really good. That's really good. And they good. call me Dr. Nutt.
0: Doctor, and, and they call me Dr. Nutt. Where are you meeting Mr. Bond?
1: P. I have uh, my PhD <laughs> in um, quantum physics and also you, you getting that nut. Get this nut. Yes. Dr. Natasha Nutt meets James Bond uh-huh, um, uh-huh. actually in... Uh, Sort of uh, science bunker, yeah, very close to the Arctic. Yes, it's way up north. Because uh-huh. I've actually been, um, I, my knowledge is so Arctic severe. Oh, that I have. They have to put me very far away. Uh huh. Uh-huh, so uh-huh. he has to come to the Arctic to sort of, you know, get to know me a little bit better. Yes. And let's just say that things get a little hot. Yeah. At the Arctic
0: pole, that's fun.
1: And uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I die in the movie.
0: After you give, after crucial we have intelligence, s- oh, amazing,
1: mind-blowing sex. sex. I give crucial intelligence, yes. and then I'm actually. Um, this is this is so sad. Doctor Natasha Nut gets um, impaled on the North Pole. The pole a, itself. Exists. It, it exists. There's a pole there. There's a pole there, and she gets well. Impaled it's Santa's on it. pole. Wow. She gets impaled on it when they befriend Santa, and then it turns out he- that Santa is a Russian op. And um, and you said Doctor Nutt specializes in Arctic science? Um, no, oh. I said she specializes in, in quantum, quantum physics. physics and getting that nut and and getting that nut. Yeah, she has to live by the Arctic Circle because yes. they don't want anyone to find her. Amazing, because she's such an amazing mind. Um, and she also looks like young Kyle Richards, aka me. oh my god, AKA,
0: yeah. aka no, um, Amanda Kimmel circa Survivor China. Yeah, AKA she AKA actually looks
1: like me, aka Amanda Kimmel, Kimmel circa Survivor China. China.
0: You guys have the same face. Very much so. Um, I, f- I have my name. I knew it. Okay. She doesn't drink alcohol, so oh. her name is Youth Pastor Tita Taylor. <laughs> Tita Taylor. <Youth> Tito Pastor. <laughs> Tita, Tita Taylor. Tita Taylor. She's a Tito Taylor, and so, she's a, her name is Tita Taylor.
1: Tita Taylor. And
0: she's a youth pastor, and she has she's actually an op. She she works for mm. she works of course for the, they're she, always ops. She, they're always ops. She works for the NSA. Mm. She has crucial information on the archdiocese of Colorado. Oh my god! Um, because I mean, I think the reason I took the role is because the character's from Colorado. Yeah, that's why she, you took it. She gives James Bond for some reason. James Bond is in the Rockies. She gives James Bond information on the archdiocese of Colorado for burying a lot of like scandalous activity from the Catholic Church.
1: Mm -hmm. Does she die? She lives. Oh, she lives. She lives and
0: she um, becomes, I want to say, a Fox News commentator. Oh no, I hate when that happens. She's she's the intelligence expert that they bring on.
1: Wait, did I tell you they brought me back for another Bond movie but to play a different character? Who? Her name is... (laughs) Who is this? Her name is Leafa. (laughs) Leafa? Yeah. L-E-A-F-A. Leafa. What's her story? Oh my God. She blends into the trees. <laughs> Camo queen. Lifa, La- And so basically- She's a hunter. Is she a she- hunting expert? Yes. So- she- <laughs> She's a hunting expert and camouflage expert. Yes, and she meets James Bond when he has to um, spy in the trees. Yes, she's only in it for a really short time. Yes, Leifa. Um, she's incredibly hot. She has triple H tits, uh. and she um is able to get up in the trees and blend in. And oh she teaches my God. James Bond to do the same. And um, she she. We don't find out if she lives or dies. Oh, my God. Which makes me feel like they want to ask me back.
0: They want to ask you back. Wait, I took on another role. You did? I took Congratulations. On another role. Thank you so much. This is a different character. What is it? Um, She is a genius at puzzles. Oh. Her name is Ruby Cubics. <laughs> And she yes. can solve a Rubik's Cube with her pussy.
1: Oh my god, that fucking bitch. That bitch. Oh my god, that fucking bitch. She's the best. <laughs> no,
0: but she's actually so nice. She's not a bitch. She's very nice. No, I
1: just mean like I, uh, I know. You're, you're I like, I just was getting out my frustration and jealousy.
0: Okay, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Bitch as a, as a term of endearment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ruby Cubics can solve a puzzle. Um, yeah, she's she she runs Sporkle.com.
1: Oh my god. We, we
0: all love Sparkle.
1: Why does James Bond need to go to Sporkle headquarters?
0: Yeah, just cause like there's there's a there's a glitch on one of the puzzles that's like name as many mm-hmm. vice presidents as you can. I see. And there's one name that pops up that is not an actual vice president. Trickery. And it's Leafa. <gasps> so, James Bond has to wonder why his old flame Leafa is on the
1: sporkle.com registry. So, of they Vice are going to bring me back. Yes. Oh, and my You God, and I are actually in the so same exciting. movie. We're in the same movie. Oh, my God. That's I, so exciting. Isn't that fun? That's so fun. Well, yeah. I hope that um our characters develop. Yes. Because I think that something I thought about my two characters that I played in James Bond, my two Bond girls, is they just weren't developed enough. So, I'd love to see, you know. Yeah some uh different kind of writers coming yes. in. I'd love to see Phoebe Waller-Bridge write my character. I want Ryan Johnson to come write mine. Okay. Cuz you know he he wrote a wonderful roles for both Daniel Craig
0: and Anna de Armas after their yes, Bond movie. Yes,
1: yes, I think that we can get them together and see what they do. Yes. I mean, that's not our job, but it no. is our job to demand. Um, our characters be more developed. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, that was for Bond Girls. Congratulations, Bond Girls. You made it to 23 on congratulations. the list. And really, it's, in a way, it's congratulations to us. To us. Um, number Bond 22. Girls. This really means a ton to you. Um, Kate, Kate Bush, Bush, the queen of being, being a young a white girl musical genius. genius.
0: I, I thought it was very important to add this in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Without Kate Bush. Mm-hmm. Kate Bush made it acceptable for a 17-year-old girl to be a musical genius. And before that, there were none. There were none. Before
1: that, it was only Mozart... Representing for the exactly
0: men. so you had Kate Bush, then you had. If you didn't have Kate Bush, you know you, you wouldn't have had your Fiona Apples, your Lords, your Billie Eilishes. You would not have. Seventeen is that magic number for these girls to be like, okay, now you're ready. I mean, mm-hmm. I want to. I want to see someone really. You know, Taylor. Taylor, absolutely. Taylor, fifteen though. Wow, when yeah. she w- received public like acclaim. Yeah. I want Taylor. I was gonna say. You know what I was gonna say? I was like, what? I I can't wait for the day when a fifteen year old girl comes forward and, and, you know, breaks the mold and says, it's okay to be a 15-year-old young white girl teen musical genius. Yeah. But
1: Taylor already did that. She kind of already broke that open, so I guess now we're just going to need a 13-year-old, 13-year-old to come out here and bust it open, although you know, Ariana who, Grande. Run, you know who did do that, and everyone kind of forgets, is Miss JoJo herself. Oh, JoJo. Jo- and Miss Joanna yeah. Levesque should be on the list, and she's not on the list. She did not make the list, but she really should be on the she list. She should be
0: on the list. She did not actually make the list, but JoJo, oh my God. Do you want to know something crazy? Fucked up. I might have talked about this before. Mm-hmm, but when, when Leave, Get Out came out, mm-hmm. I thought because I was the same age as Jojo mm-hmm, and I was like okay well she's talented and famous so I guess I guess I have no shot at fame uh I understand that do you know what I mean it's like oh there's only so many spots left for, for 13 for, for people our age to be famous
1: right exactly we did not recall at the time the in, being told that we would age um I totally understand that I think so I so I'm
0: just I just want to own up to the fact that when Jojo first broke out on this scene I were my, jealous my first emotion was jealousy.
1: I think the first thing I thought was empowered because I mm-hmm. was like, oh, a 13-year-old can become famous. It can happen for me. And so I thought, okay, well then within the next year or so, I'm yeah. going to be giving you everything JoJo's giving you.
0: That's that's true. That's fair.
1: I felt empowered. I chose to see one of my peers when yes. they were succeeding. I chose yes. to feel empowered. And you need to go to therapy about this. Yes. The way that you... I've treated Jojo mm-hmm. and you know, now understanding the way that your feelings about her started. Oh my God. It totally, I totally get the way you treat her now. What do you mean? Cause you, I just didn't lie to put her
0: on the list. You didn't put her on the list. Can I say something about Jojo though? This is like me canceling Jojo. I best not miss <laughs> okay. Jojo normalized going through your significant other's phone. So what? That's an invasion of privacy. No,
1: it's, I don't... First of all, is that a felony?
0: It might be. It could In be. In some states, Some girl. states...
1: Well, I just want to say you have to do what you need to do when you feel your partner is trifling. Mm-hmm. I feel this way. Okay. I.
0: Would I? Uh, would you? <laughs> I just want to... I
1: feel this way. I.
0: I just want to say this is a thing that has not escaped my mind <laughs> and, and it's a Matt Rodgers original, of course. Matt Rogers can turn a damn phrase like no one else. We were watching something the other night. Disney fairytale wedding. But for some reason, like... Joey Fatone. Oh no, no! This this couple was in Greece, mm-hmm. and then for, oh yes, and then I brought, I was like, you know what? If Matt Rodders were Joey Fatone's age, or circa two thousand three, two thousand four, whenever Big Fat Greek Reddit mm-hmm. came out, he would have played the Joey Fatone. Role.
1: I should have played that part.
0: And so Matt Rodders rises up from his seat and goes, "I should have played that role. I, I." And the the emphasis on the "I" the
1: second "I," powerful. I feel really, and that character was gay, right? I don't think so. I think Joey Fatone comes out. As- yes, I'm telling you he is. He is. Joey Fatone is gay in my Big Fair Creek wedding. What are you doing? Hans, I'm, lit- I'm looking at the screen trying to get someone to help. Hans, look it up. Hans, you have to look this up. Please, please. And let us know if if Joey Fatone was gay in my big Fat Greek request. No, wedding.
0: we would have we would have we would have remembered it because then we would have thought about Lance and we'd been like oh Joey Fatone came out before Lance bastard like no we would have. Anyway, remembered.
1: this is the end of number 22 which is Kate Bush, Bush the, queen the queen of being, being a, young a young white, white girl, girl musical, musical genius. genius. Hold on, Hans is We're typing. We're getting an answer from Hans. We're getting an answer from Hans. My big freak week, Joey, Fatone, Joey gay. Fatone, gay, and
0: the second one,
1: Angelo, the comical cousin played by Joey Fatone, comes out as gay to his family and introduces them to his partner.
0: Okay, um, huge. Thank you, huge. Hans. Thank you, Hans. I really quick before we move on.
1: Yeah, talk about. I know it was important to you to talk about Kate Bush.
0: Oh no, no, we just love Kate Bush. I mean, Hounds of Love, one of the best albums of all time. Running up that hill, one of the best songs of all time. Um. You know, beginning of quarantine, I was I was getting very very sad, like we all were. And then one of the soothing, comforting watches that I had was um, a YouTube documentary, or I should say, a documentary on YouTube, a bootleg of a documentary on YouTube about Kate Bush. Damn, beautiful, beautiful watch. I want to say, unrelated that the I the emphasis on Matt has such a mastery of phonetics in the English language and really (sighs) leveraging them in. I don't know my words, but
1: I do know my heart, and the heart come. Sometimes you show your heart through phonics. Yes.
0: Matt has really, I have a theory now in comedy that Matt helped me excavate, which is the words that, that is and funny. now I. That has such comic power, comedic power. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- you the can blank that, that that it. has, I'm um, going to have to blank on that one. Why did you do that to me? Um, <laughs> the word that is so powerful because it just because it your brain is trying to fill in the blanks with an infinite amount of unknowns with that you're like what is what that could be anything
1: it literally could be anything it could be a noun or it could be sort of any old thing
0: it provides just amount it's it, it's it's really um a transaction between you the reader of that as a word and um the person saying that because it's They're starting a dialogue. They're saying the word that, and it's up to you to fill in the blanks of what that is.
1: Well, whenever you say the word that in a sentence, or if you're trying to get something across and you use the word that, what you are referring to is the comedic thing you are thinking about. Yes, So you are referencing what is in your mind's eye without explicitly um, verbalizing the comedic object. Yes. um, Or subject even. Or subject even. Gun, and we, our book is coming out. Can't forget so. that one. Can't forget that one. Um, we really need to do a book. Yeah, we. Really we should need do, to a, do a, book, a book, the rules of culture, and we've been saying this for years. Yes,
0: but now, will you we,
1: be allowed to do a book? Yes. Yeah.
2: Okay.
0: Um, it just has to be the right thing. Rules of culture. There's something you it, don't want to do that. It just feels first thought.
1: I. It's not our book. Book. It's a coffee table book. Yeah just fun there's, no, to sell. there's
0: another way to sort of you know <laughs> long form sort of meditate on culture mm-hmm. in a way that only you and I can i mean this guys we're, this is such a masturbation right now no um,
1: i think it would be easy to put together just the 100 rules of culture we go through pick the ones we liked they're dumb we re- how
0: is it different from this we're already doing it but in audio form we there's something there's monetize. something new there's something new we can do to monetize maximize maximize guys That was number 22. That was number 22. Kate Bush, the queen of being a young white girl musical genius. Let's move on to number 21.
1: Number 21.
0: Another musician. When Gwen Gwen Stefani Stefani was brunette brunette in the cool video. video.
1: This music video is one of the best music videos that has been put out by a pop star in the modern era. Yes. It was, I think, the third single... I want to say What You on, Waiting
0: For um, back, No, no back, Girl No, no, no what you it was Rich for?
1: Girl first It was the fourth single then
0: Rich Girl, Hollaback Girl And um, What You Waiting For and Not in that order But those are the first three
1: It was What You Waiting For Rich Girl Hollaback Girl I believe was the third single And it was the biggest song On the album And then she released Cool, cool. Because often what you'll do Is once you have a Talk huge Talk about the marketing Yes Once you have So the way it used to go anyway And it sometimes goes like this Is The girls would release A huge first single Yes that they were confident will like blow the radio the fuck up. Yeah. So for example, let's say for this while breakaway was the first single off of breakaway, the album by Kelly Clarkson, that was really more of a promotional single for princess diaries. So I don't really count it as the first single from breakaway, okay. despite that being the title of the album. Okay. I think the first single, and this is not the best one to one is since you've been gone yes. for breakaway. Yes. That so was we can really, relate it yeah. to LAMB. What you waiting for was the song they felt was going to be the biggest radio hit. What happens is after you have that big radio hit is you hit them again with like the same flavor of song to show what the album is doing yes. and that you are part of the pop conversation that is these types of up-tempo mm-hmm. hooky songs. So Behind yes. These Days of Lies for Kelly, Rich Girl, na 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 for yeah. Gwen Stefani. Mm-hmm. These hooky songs that are sort of still upbeat and fun. But what happened here with like Sort of, Kelly and Gwen, it's a little bit different. After the big song comes out... You want to pull back. You have the free reign to do whatever you want. Yes. And that's why when you hear your because of you's, you're thinking of you's after... um, talking about Katy Perry? Yeah, I'm talking about... After Hot Hot and Cold. After Hot and Cold and I Kissed a Girl came thinking of you, you take your big ballad swing after you've had a couple of hit songs. Oh, and cool,
0: swung hard, and... and
1: I think run. it it was a home run for me, like quality wise. I don't know if it was a huge hit. I think it's one of her best songs. I think it's absolutely one of her best songs. I love that it's about something specific, and the video is stunning, and the video is evocative. Yes, and I think the biggest visual pull I have from it is, is that her she's, as a brunette. She's so iconically blonde that, like, to flashback in time and she's brunette, it really <laughs> does like take oh, you, you somewhere it. else. I mean it. Yeah. I think like. For just this stupid, simple thing of like, and in the past, she's brunette. <laughs> and that shows the growth. Art direction. But it does read. And yeah. it does work. And she does perform like her youth and her brunette hair well. Yeah. And she looks good as a brunette. And she looks younger as a brunette.
0: Oh, my God. And that's not to say that she doesn't look young. She has not remained looking young.
1: She looks more distinguished and professional. She's looks like the Gwen funny that we know in the modern day of the video. Yes. Because the video is... Her ex-boyfriend from way back, her first love, yes. comes to see her in her mansion, in her Gwen Stefani mansion in like Italy, um, with his new girlfriend, yes, who's, yes. of course, a brunette. Of
0: course a brunette. So
1: they sit down and they're talking, and as they're kind of having a cup of coffee and talking and exchanging words, <laughs> ideas, thoughts, memories, etc., they flash back to their old days as the song "Cool" plays, and the lyrics go, "After all that we've been through, I, I know, know we're, we're cool." And it also harkens back to the other item on our list, describing things as cool. Describing things as cool, and that's the conversation that we're having culturally in this list. Oh
0: yeah, her on the bed, just kind of rolling iconic. around, iconic. And and my favorite part of the song is towards the end. It's it's it, the song is sort of like has resolved. It's sort of the denouement of the song, and she and she just does the little melodic. Flourish, I will call it. It's so genius. (laughs) Uh, uh, I mean, it's... It's, She's so so good.
1: She's actually a really, really good vocalist, and she's... Incredibly singular Of course I mean look She's not belting on the song It's a ballad But she's not Like
0: she's like It's restrained It's controlled It's Mm -hmm. so good You
1: never hear it covered No Probably because Everyone's like It was "Eh." done right the first time Yeah and also like It feels like it was So specifically written By her for her That And produced for her That it's like It's not a rangy song at all And I think, honestly, if you heard other people trying to sing it, they would sound like stupid or like an imposter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's her song and her moment. And that video, I love a music video that takes us on an emotional journey. All of these ballads I'm referring to have amazing music videos. The Thinking of You video is wonderful, starring Matt Dallas. The Because of You video was directed Mm -hmm. by Vadim Proldman, who directed House of Sand and Fog. Okay, Shore. And Shore was in that. And Kelly Clarkson wrote The Treatment. And that's incredible. Yes. And all these songs have great music videos. And Cool is the best... Fourth single ballad video. From that era. From that era. And it was a moment. Yes. And the, the visuals are amazing. The bridge when the two of them are looking at each other. The editing in the video was incredible. Gwen, Gwyneth. Gwen's acting in the video yes. is amazing. At the end of the second verse,
0: girl. Girl, maybe this is not worth saying. Um, But I feel like the reason why it's not covered. This is such a great observation that you don't hear it covered. Mm. The reason it's not covered because is because cool melodically lyrically production wise Mm -hmm. perfect match perfect intersection you can't really innovate on it and like let's do like a let's do like a pared down orchestral version of cool let's do like a like a bluesy what it's like no it's like it's perfect as it is there's no no reason to fuck with it
1: i think it uh did not get the critical attention that it deserved at the time i think it's one of those songs and let's listen to it now yeah because it holds up (gasps) and i believe it would be I believe it would do well for her even today. Like if she put it on an album today, and it would be very well. To be well. honest with you, like I know L.A.M.B. is not on the list, but a lot of the songs on L.A.M.B. Very except good. her obvious misses could work now. Very. Good. That album was like forward-thinking and progressive musically and lyrically in a way that I think we're not really understanding.
0: As an Asian person, I have such complicated uh, feelings about. LA, but LA you Beach. loved that at the time. I loved it at the time. Uh, my most listened to album through high school, especially freshman year, 2004, 2005. It competed 2005. with Breakaway for me. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah. What you waiting for? The I mean, if you think about that, like think about that song. That song is her having a conversation with her, like having an inner battle where mm-hmm. she has this saboteur, let's say I'm not trying to like invoke a specific person too much, but it's her like the voice in her head battling with like her trying to like tell herself that she can go solo. Mm-hmm. Like isn't that crazy?
1: Yeah, and that's to be the first single. It's so interesting and also like the writing on that album is very specific and it really feels like a personal journey. Also, how many times have we seen Alice in Wonderland referenced as a yes, lyrical yes. concept and as a visual concept since that? Not to say she's the first that did it, but Yeah. The first I can remember like it's such an obvious match like uh-huh. the pop music and like the whole fame thing with yes. Alice in Wonderland of it all. So it should feel on the nose, but that felt really specific. Maybe it was the TikTok of it all. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. But
1: that song was really good. And most of her album is really good. The song The Real Thing, um, Bubble Pop Electric. Bubble Pop
0: Electric is the production of Bubble Pop Electric. If you can like get a good pair of headphones on and blast Bubble Pop Pop Electric, like the like just it it like it's car it's carbonated. Like it like it goes mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. it's crazy.
1: Yeah. It was unreal. And that actually that lost the pop vocal Grammy uh, album yes. Grammy to you know breakaway. Yeah. And and we agree. We agree. But here's the thing. The Kelly, vocal Kelly has the better vocals. Full right. Stop. If you're but it's the award is for pop vocal album. So and when you say better vocals, it's like, yes, Kelly is a quote unquote better singer on paper. However, Kelly won the pop female vocal Grammy for Since You've Been Gone. And so I feel like she had a Grammy that year. Therefore, like as an album, maybe LAMB just because Breakaway, I don't think holds up as much in retrospect. I think it's very pop rock of the moment. Whereas LAMB, you can listen to it now and be like, this was like a dance pop electric album with interesting concepts.
0: She's doing so much. She's doing a million different like chameleonic things Mm -hmm. like pre gaga like she was like oh she can like do like madonna material girl ask like 80s madonna and Mm -hmm. she can do like you know no doubt ska she could she could do it all and like and she could like do like a pop hook that fits nicely with like a hip-hop bridge Mm -hmm. or whatever and like just even like bubble pop electric, just like being like, "Come on, Johnny, when you gonna get, get over here?" It's like, what are you like? What are you doing? Like, you're doing so many things, and they 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 somehow all work together.
1: And that's really what pop should be. Yeah, you know what I mean. It like she that was a really fun album, and like we're talking about with cool, like didn't miss you with the emotional stuff too, because no. this this song is very specifically about her breakup with the guy from No Doubt. Yes, so that was like her first love, and how they moved on and it's, it's, if you've ever been in a relationship and it's ended and you can look back on it, really the way that you can have a difficult relationship with anyone and years later, how you realize it's just a sort of, um, uh, moment on the long road that is your many memories together. I love it. It's beautiful.
0: I'm so glad you included this and that we're having such an in-depth conversation. about it. I really am. And okay. Let me just shout out a couple more songs off that album. Mm -hmm. Um, uh crash crash Come back baby to me back in, in your car,
1: car. I'm here waiting crash, crash into, into me real hard oh yeah Love and the last
0: it. the last track on uh, long way to go mm-hmm. like a song We've about got a long way to go it's a song about like
1: race relations it's a song about race relations so so with that <laughs> can we quickly talk about the Harajuku Girls of it all. Because yes. Because she would say that it, was, that it was an homage. It was an appreciation. But it really did seem to overtake a lot of visuals on that album. And so I'm wondering, what are your thoughts on this? Have you thought about it? I've
0: thought about it. I don't, I haven't, re- I, I will say I haven't really come to like a conclusive. And
1: you won't speak for everyone here. You're no, for yourself. No, 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 so no, no, So no, let's
0: just let's say that. Um,
1: In the way that I feel
0: like, like the worst sin you can commit when you are, Stepping in an appropriative, risky mm-hmm. direction mm-hmm. is to dehumanize the subject, mm-hmm. the cultural subject. Do I feel like the Harajuku girls were dehumanized a little bit because they were just kind of props, props and following her around at red carpets? And then she, they were even in the Sweet Escape era. Mm-hmm. So I can't tell. I really can't tell. But that is weighed against... Her like I think being very visually inspired in a way that like honestly like kind of trivializes Asian bodies in a way that a lot of white people and not even just I, this is not like an an actual political term but like non-Asian people dehumanize Asian people in a way that's like oh like whatever it's like I mean the way that we casually sort of talk about Asian people and like inhuman terms I feel like that like is something that she probably couldn't compartmentalize and partition out against her actually genuinely going, probably visiting Tokyo and like going to Shinjuku, going to Harajuku, going to wherever and being like, oh, wow, I love this counterculture. And and wanting to
1: incorporate it in her aesthetic. I think that it's, I, I agree. And it's interesting how you can get so much right in the pursuit of art and expression. Yes. And then, on this while getting so much right you can still get some things wrong yes and i think it's actually a really interesting example yes of um looking back and that was the white privilege is assuming this can be something that i try on like a costume like i'm trying on the sort of 50s thing in the bubble pop electric thing like she genuinely felt it was a viable aesthetic choice for her yes which just speaks to the uh Sort of blindness to privilege yes. which would never be made now no so it's I think that the cultural conversation around LAMB is kind of we're a little nervous to talk about it because of that right but let's not be nervous to talk about it let's no. talk about the fact that like that is something that would not be done now because we know better and we're we're actually our eyes are open to how this subjugates people yes but also you know that album is great
0: this and this is the other piece of it I there's, a, there's, there's, there's one coin that's about sort of assimilation that um, I think I related to when this album came out, which was, wow, Gwen Stefani is saying how cool Asian culture is. That's, I feel yeah. cool. But that is sort of this, this assimilationist thought of, like, right. it, a white person has to be, like— it Has to say I'm cool to be cool. Has to say I'm cool to be cool. Um, but then the flip side of that is, I mean, any assimilationist thought is that one racial group can be developed to be more like another— And I feel like on the other side of that, like Gwen Stefani is sort of like, in a way, like what I was telling myself back then was like, no, but she wants this. Like she wants this aesthetic and she's actually saying that we don't need to be developed. And that the way that like we as East Asian people are is like fine the way it is. Mm. So like there's, it's so complicated. I mean, her lyrics
1: are literally, you got the wicked style. I love the way that you are. I am your biggest fan. Yeah. So, but, and it's, it's, so it's like, is she saying that or is, or is she, Acting the role of a, we'd have to listen again. Yeah, yeah But yeah. I, I don't think it's as simple as cancel that album. You know what I mean? Totally. Which is, which is, I think, a good example of a lot of the way things get talked about now.
0: Yes, that you can hold opposing thoughts mm-hmm. concurrently and appreciate a work while also critiquing it for its
1: many faults. And we we. That was number 21 21, when Gwen Stefani was brunette brunette in in the the cool cool video. video. So that was appropriation of her of brunettes, famously a blonde. When it comes to
0: travel, we all have that happy place. Whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt. And
1: Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price, so you never have to miss a trip. Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach, anywhere. We love to go to Europe. But when we have truly traveled the world globally and Snagajob is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring.
0: With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time, or full-time.
1: You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob has got a worker for that. With their easy to use platform, you're able to seamlessly You know, but one of the toughest things about decorating my apartment has been getting things framed. Finding a place that will custom frame all my beautiful art pieces that I have without breaking the bank has been close to impossible. But then I found...
0: you inspiration for where you want to get framed, I went in and I was like, I'm going to get my Chromatica ball bracelet framed.
1: And they helped me. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I have so many memories I need framed and put upon the wall. And uh, they have a curated selection of frame styles with design experts right on hand who make it fun to choose the perfect frame for you. See why
0: Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com.
1: Um, okay, so number 20, talk about music videos. Kelly, Kelly Preston, and Preston and She Will Be Loved video serving for the one and only, only time. time. Talk about this. This
0: is a huge for you.
1: She was amazing, the, and this is exactly what I'm talking about. The only time she was amazing. The only time besides Kelly Jerry Maguire. has been a
0: star since Jerry Maguire.
1: Well, I don't even. I don't, I'm not even giving her that because you can't watch this video and tell me she is not everything and more. Yes. And this is exactly the same kind of thing, which is music videos to ballads that elevate the moment. Yes. This was such a bop on Songs About Jane. A great album. Yes. When Maroon 5 first came out, oh my god, I was obsessed with this album. Talk about this love, harder to breathe, she'll be loved. Sunday morning. Oh, Sunday morning. Everything on that album. The sun. There's so much good shit on there back when they were like- Rock. Rock, pop, rock. Like light rock, like alternative pop, like whatever they were. The way I said, rock. Rock. They were rock. Disgusting. Back when Maroon 5 was, was rock. rock. It's actually rule of culture number 30. Back, Back when, when Maroon 5, 5 was rock. 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 When Adam Kelly. Levine was a rocker. rocker. Talk about Kelly. Um, talk about Kelly Preston. She was performing her ass off in of this yeah. music. Video. She knew exactly the assignment, which is to be capital T, capital M, that milf. Yes. And she was that. And honestly, serving at the end during the montage, when she realizes that Adam Levine has chosen her daughter over her, when she slaps her husband's newspaper yeah. and runs towards the fountain and is like, Oh, like harried rich acting. white woman acting. And then when Adam Levine runs to her, you're like, you bet your ass. Yeah. And then that close of the video with all three of their eyes. Yes. Kelly Preston, Kelly served. Preston,
0: the capital T capital M that milf, even though the M is already capitalized, no matter what it's is an ac- milf.
1: in? A- it's an acronym, bitch. Oh shit. Here I, well, we'd have to ask Ms.
0: Webster. Miss John Cho, who, um, who popularized the term in American Pie.
1: Well, well. Ameri- John Cho did not make the list. John Cho did not make the list. Despite being the so perennial hot.
0: Asian hunk.
1: Yeah, he's such a hunk. And I let me tell you. Did you did you did you see searching? It's too scary for me, Rowan.
0: There's actually no it's not that scary. The actual disturbing moment is when he thinks that his daughter's been fucking his brother but it's it's a right. fake out. There's a moment where you're like where he thinks that his daughter ran away to go fuck yeah. her uncle and 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 I remember I think I saw it with Joel or someone but I turning to Joel and I was like this is fucked up beyond anything. <laughs> and then it's a fake out and you're like oh thank god. Did but, you think uh, the
1: movie was really going there?
0: Yes, and I was like this I'm not comfortable with and if this isn't if there's an incest plot line here like I don't
1: Well, Regardless of any <laughs> plot turns it did not make the it list. It did not make Although um, just missing the list was Deborah Messing in *Searching*. Yes, playing a cop, playing a cop who—there's a spoiler. Um, there's, a spoiler. there's a twist. But let's just say all cops are bad, 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 bad. bad best. Best. All Bastard. cops are bast.
0: especially Miss Deborah Messing in *Searching*. Let's keep going. We don't, we don't really agree with her.
1: Let's keep going. Um, number nineteen. This, this is this huge, is iconic. Nicki Minaj's, Minaj's bossed bust Up" monologue. Can you kind of just inform the readers about what this is? Because this is educational.
0: A film crew had been following Nicki Minaj to film a documentary that was going to be on MTV, I believe. um, During the Pink Friday era. Mm -hmm. So right as she was sort of becoming Nicki Minaj. Post-mixtapes, post-Monsterverse. Right on the brink of Mm A-list. She had arrived at a photo shoot. The crafty spread. Mm Mm-hmm was not to her liking, and it included such things as pickle juice, which... Sliced pickles on a board. Sliced pickles on a board, but she specifically references like the brine, like pickle juice.
1: Well, she goes on to say, if I had accepted the pickle Pickle juice, juice, I would would be be drinking drinking pickle pickle juice right now. So basically, what happens here is she's talking about how she recently has stormed off of a photo shoot. Yes. And I guess it made some headlines. And she said, I stormed off a photo shoot because when I got there, it was cheap, and it was like sliced pickles on a board and nothing. And I can't imagine ever being treated like that if I were a man, Man. because she said she knows from watching little Wayne because she came up under Wayne, which she says, she says, I came up under Wayne and Wayne has his way of doing things. And he says like, I'm going to get the things the way I want them. And while I'm asking, I'm going to blow this weed in your face all day. And it's acceptable because because he's a he's a man. Meanwhile, a woman is expected to show up wherever they're asked to be, deal with the situation, and be grateful at all times. Yes. So what she's really doing in the year of our Lord, I'm going to guess 2010, yes, is saying yeah. the sexism in the industry and all over the place yes. is crazy. And the double standard is wild. And when a woman speaks out of turn, she is, what's the word she uses? Assertive. When a woman is assertive, assertive she's, she's a, a bitch. bitch. When a man, man is assertive, assertive, he's a boss. He's a
0: boss. He's bossed up. He's bossed up. Ain't no negative connotation
1: behind being a bossed up, but lots, lots of, of negative connotation behind, behind being, being a, a bitch. bitch. And then she says, Donald Trump yeah. can say, you're fired. Why can't Martha Stewart run her company and be the same way? Now, I don't know if this is a I, one-to-one that's that Nikki the, is doing. not because, the best, yeah. But I will say, she was a seer, and yeah. that she was knowing... That Donald Trump was doing whatever the fuck. She's not wrong. And everyone bowed down. Yes. And mind you, this is five years before we heard he was gonna run for president of the United States of America. But she is so energetic and correct and clear
0: about her expression.
1: Yeah, you should all Google it because, or YouTube it or whatever, because it's a really, she just is so great.
0: That's her mission statement right there. She's like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be bossed up. And it's not going to be a gendered connotation. Like I had, I accepted the pickle juice. I would I'd be drinking pickle, pickle juice right, right now. Huge.
1: Yeah, and, and I don't think I think what she's saying is she'd rather not drink pickle juice.
0: Right. Um. You know, it's a little tougher. Let's talk about her now. It's sure. A, it's a little. I don't really listen to Queen radio. It's, Me neither. That's more her sort of stream of consciousness. Like really, kind of being a little. Just, 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 just like talking, like expressing Nikki brain mm-hmm. onto an audio format, and you're just kind of it's it's maximalist.
1: I wish she didn't feel she had to do that. I feel
0: like she. I will always follow her. I will always love. Yeah, Nikki. I don't.
1: I I don't judge or. or I'm, I'm not a detractor to Nikki. I'm I'm a Nikki Barb for life. I'm a Barb for
0: life. Uh, I feel like. I feel like Nikki is. Finding her way back.
1: I hope so. I hope so. And I hope that like this weird that uh this weird thing people have with like oh she's done now because there's other younger people that are in her like specific lane quote unquote that are gonna take a spot away from her because they're all so different. This is such a boring conversation almost to have because obviously they are, and if you're still out there being like. Well, Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B are coming for Nicki's spot. You are so dumb, so dumb, because we should have them all. No, but and, and Nikki, I think, is doing a better job now. I mean,
0: Cardi's is a different story, but I mean, she has she's collabed with Megan, she's collabed with Doja Cat, and and Doja Doja's Cat's a whole different story. Definitely didn't make the list. Doja, no,
1: Doja was not on the
0: list. Unfortunately, Doja, and is, weirdly
1: enough, Cardi's not on the list. And that's it's no, it's not. Against Cardi, no, 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 and no, we're no, not no, no, saying no, no. by saying we're Barb's that we're not Cardi B stands. We love Cardi, and we love very Cardi. important.
0: But but the bossed up moment is a moment.
1: The bossed up moment is a moment, and we can't forget. And another moment, which is number eighteen on our list, is Barbara, Barbara Cook Kennedy,
0: Kennedy Center honors, honors performance. performance. She did not perform, obviously. She was on the balcony. No, she was being honored. She was being honored
1: by the women of Broadway, yes. which include Laura Osnes, Ms. Kelly O'Hara. Ms. Rebecca Luker, yes. Ms. Sutton Foster, uh, Miss Audrey McDonald, Glenn Close, Miss Audrey McDonald, Ms. Patty Lapone. Yes. All the ladies got together to honor Barbara Cook, who was really one of the muses of Sondheim yes. for her Kennedy Center Honors achievement. Yes. And it was an absolute sleigh from top to bottom.
0: What a career! What a, what career. a
1: career! And what a way to get honored by all the women the girls the girls and they came out one by one and sang their songs glenn close sang losing my mind from follies and it was just She glenn close actually slayed it was unbelievable then sutton came out with her everybody says don't the pelvic floor of doom Ooh. like literally her sound shooting through her top of her head unbelievable <laughs> patty lapone come rain or come shine You've never experienced a performer like this. You've
0: never experienced a performer like this. But the entire time, Barbara Cook just sitting up on that damn balcony. Next
1: to Meryl Streep. Next to Meryl Streep. Who's Street, living.
0: Meryl's living. But Barbara, What from what I remember, Barbara is just chill as hell, just being like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm.
1: She's soaking it in.
0: She's just soaking it in, but she's like not too affected. She's like, yeah, I, I, mean, d- I did that. She's like, I did that.
1: My favorite thing is to watch people watch their Kennedy Sonner honors happen. Yes. Like, I love it and Yes, it's just so great and Barbara Cook recently passed away and she's she's just one of the greats and you know she's one of the greats when all of the greats show up want to show up and never forget that Audrey McDonald ended the performance with make your garden grow it was unbelievable gorgeous all the ladies that was a
0: good year that was Meryl Barbara and I think Yo-Yo Ma
1: I believe Yo-Yo Ma that was a yeah good yeah, year. yeah that was a good year okay. and I think there was someone else too but I'm 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 losing it. But there was someone else up there that was important. But yeah, back in the day when Kennedy Center Honors was a thing that we were looking I forward know. to because the president would be there. Anyway, Let's keep going.
0: Number seventeen is a moment. It is
1: Sandra O is unbearable, unbearable, and, and you, you took, took a piece of, of me monologues and in Grey's, Grey's anatomy. anatomy. She had many, but these two rise above. You
0: picked these out actually, and I'm glad you did, and I agree with you. Mm-hmm. You chose these two monologues over her. How do you keep your edge, sir? Because I had it. Yeah. Season two finale of Grey's Anatomy, which we already covered. Mm-hmm. But Unbearable is the single-tier. I think you took a piece of me is also single tier.
1: Unbearable is the monologue that she gives when she has to the put board in, is asking yes. at the hospital is asking for her sexual history because there's an STI situation in at the hospital. the hospital. And she has to sort of admit that she's got a sexual history with Burke. Kristen Burke, yes. Um, and she submits it. And, and they, they say, We understand this is hard for you. And she. This is difficult for you. This is difficult for you. And then she kind of whips turns around, around and s- serves this monologue about how it's not difficult. What's actually difficult is the reality of her situation. And she details what she's going through in a classic Shonda over Cher monologue. Yes, the yes. other characters are probably like, literally, if this was real life, the other characters would be like, Shut this up. This is so inappropriate. <laughs> It's so inappropriate for you to do what you're doing. But but what we get instead is that monologue where she essentially lays into them and says, it's not difficult.
0: It's, it's unbearable. unbearable. I was his hand. Now I'm a ghost. And I do not wish him well.
1: And I do not wish, wish him, him well. well.
0: That's how it ends.
1: Oh my God. Yeah, because he's gone at that time. Because he's gone. He's gone. And he's also abandoned her. Yes. Wow. And she really... Talk about giving a dropped in fucking emotional despair (sighs) monologue.
0: The moment is she sheds the single tear, classic Sandra, but then she wipes it away and goes,
1: Excuse me. Mm -hmm.
0: Huge. And then we have to talk about the other one, which is. I was
1: the unseen hand hand to to his his brilliance. brilliance. Excuse Excuse me. (gasps) Uh, and, And then. And then. I think it's like a couple seasons later, maybe the next season, whatever. Season
0: six, season seven.
1: Basically, there is a scene where Sandra as Christina Yang. Yep is having sex with her new boyfriend, Owen, Owen, in the on-call room. And he tries to get her to ignore a page. Yes. From, that That's calling her to a surgery. A
0: cardiac surgery, which yeah. she was just getting back into because Owen brought Teddy in to be her mentor. Mm-hmm. And so Christina is sort of reanimated uh, at the hospital. Owen tells her to stay so they can keep fucking. And then Sandra... Later on... Realizes that Owen was sort of holding her back,
1: mm-hmm. basically. Anything basically, to add? she was the character that always put her passion first, and her passion was yes. surgery, and that was what she lived for. That was her lifeblood. So um, she's had this complicated relationship with Preston Burke, and then Owen tries to get her to put him and them before yes. pursuing her career. And so she's ornery with him for hours after that and then later on they get back to their apartment and she says you were trying to screw me into into submission submission. and he was like I was just trying to connect and then she drops in and she tells him what's really on her mind which is that the Burke situation the Burke relationship she feels she lost a part of herself yes because she gave so much to the relationship
0: and it's also the first time she says I love you to Mm -hmm. Owen. she says I love you I love you more More than than Burke I love you When you ask me to ignore Teddy's page, Mm. you took a piece of me. Mm -hmm.
1: That can never never happen happen again! (laughs) It was, it's so good. And she's just saying, she's declaring, she's like, I love you, I want this relationship to work, but I love me more and I love what I love more and you will never take me away from my passion and what makes me me. And that is the growth and that is the character of Christina Yang taking her moment, the fact that she was emmy and remains emulous Remains emmy And we love Jodie Comer. We love Jodie. And we love Miss Claire Foy. So it's just tough. It's tough. But the fact of the matter is, she should have an Emmy for playing she Christina Yang. She should have an Emmy for playing Christina it's Yang. It's
0: ridiculous. Even Eve Polastri, why not?
1: I feel that I, I understand in seeing the, the Emmy losses that they've been for the last two years. I understand them. There's several years where like Blythe Danner won oh, for Huff. Yeah. Which I'm like, not understanding. I don't understand Katherine Heigl winning an Emmy over Sandra Oh. And I love Catherine Heigl. We
0: love Catherine Heigl. But in that role. This was after season three. And I feel like even, even Christina had a better storyline in season three. Oh, season three was Colin when she Marlo. was in the
1: throes of the Burke thing. Yes. And so, like, basically, Catherine Heigl is notable on Grey's Anatomy for the end of season two. Yes. The Denny relationship And most notably, her performance in the finale, in the last few episodes, she was driven insane because she thought she was going to lose this patient that she fell in love with. She had, of course, the iconic What About Me monologue, which was a little overwrought, but it it got the audience to feel certain things. Like, Sandra
0: would never go that much. Well, she
1: certainly went pretty big, but it felt better. Um, I don't even think Sandra is. I mean, somebody sedate me. I was going to bring up somebody to sedate me, but that's like, for some reason,
0: funny and like. I don't know. It's like it's like fully intentional. Like I think Catherine Heigl, if you would ask her, like she fully lost. She was not in control when she goes. I will never forgive you
1: for
2: dying. No, for making me love you. I, I don't know. It,
1: it worked for me. Like I remember, like when I was watching it, it was really working for me. And my dad said she's really overactive. That's. I agree with Rich. And I, and, and I was like, I don't see it that way. I don't know. I don't know. It was speaking to me, but anyway, she wins the Emmy for season three when really they were giving it to her for, for that two. and yeah. for being a new movie star and knocked up, yeah, yeah, which is yeah. what they were doing. They were anointing her, and Sandra, meanwhile, was sitting there quietly doing work that was Emmy caliber for a decade, well after she needed to be.
0: Sandra's kind of inspiring me now to not ever watch my own stuff again. She doesn't watch her own stuff. This I told you this right when I the first time I met her at Golden Globes. She talks to me about, like, oh, my God, the lip sync was was so great. And she was like, um, you know, I had never he- even heard myself back in that scene until I saw you doing it. Wow. I, I told you this.
1: I think, yeah, now i remember. And She this. And she, like. That's, yeah, she did say that.
0: She, she was talking about how she and Shonda and the writers sort of, like, sparred a bit because Sandra, like, was, she was like, I don't think Christina would ever say this this way. And the writers were like, no, and and then and then and then she was like, and Shonda, like God bless her, God love her, but Shonda, like it has to be word perfect mm-hmm. when you're delivering her lines. Mm-hmm. And Sandra was like, that was one of the hardest days of my entire time at Grey's for that, like doing that monologue because I had so many emotions around it. And to and she was like, but I never watched it. I saw it. you do it again, and like I was like, oh, I was like, okay, now I like have it. I'm at peace with that day. Wow. She, she's, like, she's like, I like. I, she was like, if that, if that monologue like meant like whatever, this oh sa- my I, God. I, I, I don't mean for this to sound, um, um, I'm not, I, I, am not, I, I don't mean to like self-aggrandize. No, I, mean,
1: I think it's an amazing insight into the way actors yes. think.
0: Yes. And it like taught me a lot about whatever acting, but she was like, if it meant, if it, if it like popped that much, basically like for you to do it and like for you to be inspired to do it, like, then that means that like I did my job.
1: I mean, here's what I'll say. She rarely ever if ever missed a beat for me on that Never. show. That character is iconic. Like and I just want to say before we move on to the next one, I just and we we referenced before it when we talked about Carrie Bradshaw monologues, put some respect on Ellen Pompeo's name. Yes. Because she has been doing that show for it's going to be almost 20, 20 years and perfect in the role. Perfect. And also did all these monologues the same way and carried so so much of that show through thick and thin and always makes it look easy. Yes.
0: What did not make the list, unfortunately, and what I think is an honorable mention, is Ellen Pompeo, the moment when Ellen Pompeo was on a panel with Gabrielle Union and and Emma Roberts. And Emma Roberts. I'm not seeing
1: enough color. I'm not seeing enough enough color. color.
0: And I didn't see enough color when I walked in. And Gabriel Union Iconic. and and um, Gina. Gina just looking at each other being like, oh, okay, Ellen's going there.
1: And thank God, that is allyship in action. And also, not for <laughs> nothing, but the fact that Gina was there being like, yes, good job, L I I want to say L, the N-word, actually, years later. Um. Okay. Moving on. Number 16. Number 16. I mean, who could forget? Who could forget? It is Titanic, Titanic fever! fever. And it was Fever. Titanic was... A cultural moment to rival some of the biggest cultural moments we've ever been through. I mean, this was all encompassing from music to film to TV specials constantly on about it, yes. to the worlds of tabloid that it created around Leo and Kate, like
0: unbelievable. History, and appreciation for history.
1: Yes, and it also really, I mean, how many Titanic exhibits sprouted up? Oh, I mean, I God. went to
0: several of them. Like, I became
1: obsessed with the Titanic.
0: Obsessed, my first CD ever. I mean, I say my mm. first album was Spice World, or was, was Spice, I'm sorry, but um first, first CD purchase. Mm my parents buying me the titanic score
1: i mean from the score to the visuals to the overbloated romance to kate winslet turning around in that fucking hat and making her like not screen debut but a star moment yes leo being leo that like gorgeous blonde hair ad like oh my god billy
0: zane flipping over the table billy
1: zane being too much <laughs> kathy Bates slaying her little one liners miss thing uh uh, Miss Fabrizio
0: yeah, being oh, hot mm-hmm.
1: being hot and crushed by a pylon and then also the scene with the mother and Rose we're women our choices are never easy. easy you want to see me working because i seem <laughs> stressed. I mean I'm selfish
0: why are you so selfish I'm, I'm selfish, selfish.
1: <laughs> I mean a terribly written movie I <laughs> oh, I think movie. yes and no like Ugh. in terms of like it getting the broad strokes across, it sure, certainly sure, sure. did. Yeah, and yeah Would yeah. we change anything about it? Like probably not. You mean did we do, do it? it? No. no. <laughs> um. But then they did fuck like right after. Um. You're trembling. Oh, worry, God. I mean, I'll be all right. <laughs> hate Winslet and Leo together. We have it down there. We have it down there. I mean, uh, just Titanic fever. Uh, my heart will go on. Being the moment.
0: Being the moment and, you know, the the final shot of just the, the, the oh. black and white photos. Or no, the final shot is of the boat under underwater.
1: Honestly, you will still be emotionally affected by the film. That's true. I'll give It'll it that. It'll sneak on television yeah, yeah, every yeah. now and then and you'll watch it and you'll be, you will watch the whole thing.
0: Oh, I mean, you know, it's it was on VH1 after Drag Race uh, for, I would say, seven weeks in a row? Yeah. <laughs> It was. Was it on every week? It was on for some reason like every week season 12 of Drag Race.
1: Honestly, it's probably because it's the only way they can get them to like keep watching after that. I get, You're not going to strap in for four hours. I of did.
0: To, okay. Okay, girl. All right. Let's anyway, keep going. Anyway,
1: Titanic fever was a fever, but it's not as big of a cultural moment as, as number 15. Number
0: 15. This is what I replace Christina Ouiji with. Let me just say that up top, and okay. I think I think it's a deserving spot. It's a der- okay. deserving substitution. Titanic,
1: not as impactful as AOC, AOC dancing, dancing on a roof in college.
0: AOC's dancing is what gets her on the list. It's not just AOC's dancing. It's the backfiring from the right for being like, look at her being so whatever. I guess
1: promiscuous. Mm-hmm. It truly did show that no matter what she did. She we be would the all love her. Of her ire and we would She is our champion.
0: She is our champion. And like the and then there was like a fun week of memes where like you know you do cut to the feeling overlaid on, on AOC dancing and, yes, and it doesn't You can do any song and have AOC just dancing, writhing around the wall, on the roof. Oh my god, I love doing her. Doing the, the 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 little grapeviney thing. She I don't know, it's not a grapevine, but she like does a little dance move. Well, she's
1: is, a fun person who seems like and I say this in in the most like in a respectful like positive way she is so attractive in that when she is around yes you can't help but look at her like she has a star quality she has a positive she carries the light she carries the light and so when that when that's happening it's like a lot of people are going to be offended by that and a lot of especially when it comes in a package that um they don't know what to do with Earth like I, I think that and i watched Knockdown the house recently and it's like there was no way that anyone that's like in a Trump universe mm-hmm. would know how to deal <gasps> with an incredibly smart, incredibly passionate, charismatic, on the right side of issues, charismatic young Latina woman who is speaking for a generation and beyond. And she really is the voice of a generation. She's
0: talking about issues in terms of moral clarity. Mm-hmm. Like, in a way that we can all sort of get behind it because we're like, okay, well, I guess this is the right thing. Like, you know, like, and like, and it's not the right thing to, like, use religious purity as, like, a weapon against policy. It's like, Mm. this. so, so you know, like, a week ago, like, back when the House uh, convened again, she was on some, yeah, like, she sort of, like, dismantled the idea that, like, religious purity as, like, this, like, moral compass is, like, is so fucked up and, like, not valid at all i'm Mm -hmm. I'm probably misquoting and and paraphrasing wrongly but like she can speak on such a on such a clear level like even like when she just got when she just won her primary a couple years ago a few years ago and she was on colbert like the next day and she Mm -hmm. just like inexperienced you could technically say at the time but she spoke so clearly about things and everyone in the audience
1: is on board and you're like whoa it's because she is not pretending to speak for or as anyone that she's not. Exactly. And so when she's asked questions about what she wants done, despite quote unquote inexperience and quote unquote youth, that's not a part of the way she views the world or needs to view the world because no. she is speaking for what's right. Yes. she And there's an amazing scene in the beginning of Knockdown the House where she's talking about getting ready in terms of readying her appearance. Yeah, yes. For, you brought this up. On, uh, I did bring this up. Yeah. And so. It's incredible, and I really think that if you have a problem with AOC, it's something you have to deal with inside, Oh, because she is, is the future. I do believe that she will be a political voice that we look to for the next 50 years, for our lifetime. Yes. I think that she'll be relevant for the rest of our lifetime, depending on if she goes into the Senate, depending on if she continues in the House, depending on if she does eventually make a presidential run at some point regardless Mm -hmm. she is going to be someone who is incredibly important yes and i think that um that's also going to make it pretty difficult for her of course and i but i think she's up to it
0: right now she's funneling a lot of thoughts like like we're looking to her Mm -hmm. um um just 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 to get a sense of like of how to, how to think about issues. And the um, amount of
1: pressure she must be under.
0: Yes, and I've yet to see Knock Down the House, but you and Sudi talking about the last... Oh, yeah. One of the final moments is... Of, oh, of yeah, her, don't give it away. Don't give it away. It's it's her dad saying something to her before well, he passes away. Well, it to wait.
1: say that it's an unbelievable moment that is really rewarding if you watch the movie. Yes. And learn more about her story than I think probably a lot of people know. Yes, yes, yes. And... I'll just say, I'll put this into the ether on the podcast. Would love to have her as a guest. Would love to have her as a guest. The ask is out. Should Let's we say just that? Let's say the ask is out. Let's put the pressure on. Okay. Um. We love AOC. We love her as a guest. And she is the moment.
0: Her dancing on the roof in college is the moment. Let's move on to Speaking number... Speaking
1: of dancing. Oh, my God. Number 14. When, when
0: Catherine, Catherine Zeta-Jones Jones said,
2: oh, I love my life
1: in, in all, all that, that jazz. jazz. I mean...
0: The, the crest of that song.
1: The peak. Just the sort of passionate, happy rage. Yes. That, sh- that is like she's right up, in she's, that performance. She knows she's
0: about to get arrested.
1: Uh. And it's a cry. It's her last cry
0: as a free woman. Yes! And let's not forget the lyric that precedes this.
1: Oh, I'm no one's wife, but. Oh, of my life. And oh, it's so Huge. good. I mean, uh, like, talk about a... Knockout, like no question about it. Oscar Who else win. could have done that? That's she deserved the no Oscar could have because, done because it. no one else could have done it as well as she did. I mean, I don't think there's anything more to say here. In a movie where Renee Zellweger is the lead actress and absolutely slaying, Renee's wonderful. The image you leave with is still Catherine Zeta-Jones, and that's you know that with that Renee performance in it, which is culture didn't make the list. I though. think
0: I think Catherine's doing more work. I mean, like between that and *Subloc Tango* and. I can't
1: do it alone. She's doing so much. It's just. She's doing a lot. But if you. And Joel and I recently talked about this on another podcast. Actually, Nathaniel Rogers' podcast. Uh, Renee is the flat out lead. And has the most to do. The reason why Catherine Zeta-Jones is so iconic is because she almost makes you think they're doing equal stuff. But they literally aren't. Yeah. 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 Catherine is on another. I think she knew this is going to be the role that defined her legacy. Wow. And it, and, it, and it did. And you're right. I would say. Absolutely. I mean, okay. So, done. No, done. Um, Now, number, th- another number 13. Moment. Another movie moment. Beyonce it's and, and Ali Larder's, Larder's fight in obsessed. obsessed. Fight choreo achievement. Fight choreo achievement. A chandelier gets dropped. I mean, one thing we have to say is a chandelier gets dropped. That's the end of the fight. The end of the fight is a chandelier dropped and crushes Ali Larder. But let's talk about the moments preceding. And... You have to put some respect on Ali Larder's name because she commits to this movie yes. all the way, and yes. it is, you know, not good. Right? But she she is so crazy in the movie uh-huh. and so good, and she is so believing yes. in her insanity. Yes, that when she gets to the end of this movie, you think maybe she is going to kill. She Beyonce. wants to kill Beyonce, but
0: Beyonce, no, no, no. I mean, I, is it Beyonce pushes Ali Larder off the banister uh, down the stairs. What um, happens the other four, the other four?
1: is Beyonce gets home and yes. sees Ali Larder in the jersey of her husband, Idris Elba. Right. Oh, and Allie's she says, jersey. Yes. Did you not get my message? Because Beyonce has left a nasty message about yes. leaving my family alone. And Ali's so crazy that Beyonce says, I'm going to let the police deal with you. And shortly thereafter, there's the moment where Ali says, Wait. And she goes, Don't touch me yes that's Beyonce it's Beyonce's best acting moment of her career don't don't t- touch me.
0: me seconded by her and dream girls Curtis let me have your let child me have your child. yeah okay but don't, don't don't touch me is her number one
1: and they then break out into a huge fight where Beyonce calls Ali Lauder a bitch many times yes.
0: The inversion of a Ugh. black person calling the police on a white woman. Threatening to call the police on a white woman. Well, the
1: police couldn't get anything done. Well, well the police couldn't get... They, the police. Christine Lottie, the detective, she could get nothing done. She was the biggest idiot in film.
0: Might as well be Deborah Messing in Searching, an idiot cop.
1: Might as well. But
0: Beyonce threatening... Bumbling. The, co- the cops could not deal with Ali Larder in New Jersey being psychotic.
1: Well, they did not get the chance because no. Beyonce said, I'm absolutely going to handle this myself. And it ended up with Ali Larder crushed. plummeting through an attic, a barely finished attic, smashing into a coffee table in a very enough Jennifer Lopez moment. Yes. And was crushed by a chandelier, chandelier. as Beyonce goes, oh God.
0: Yeah, Beyonce, you could tell Beyonce's character was... A little shocked. Surprised that they did that.
1: That it got that, that far. That it got that far. And then the best is when Beyonce runs out covered in blood yeah. and, like, her hair ta- tarsled. 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 Christine Lottie, as the detective, finally gets to the house and goes, what happened? And Beyonce goes, I think, I think you, you know, know what happened. And then I'm thinking, like, I mean, she doesn't know what happened. She but, does. No, she's an idiot. But she ran in the house, and she we can assume that she found out. And then it ends on Beyonce and Idris Elba hugging, and it ends on the ugliest freeze frame in history, I can't believe Beyonce, an EP on the project, okay it.
0: I actually think there's another acting moment in, in Obsessed that Beyonce does not get credit for, go which on. is Idris Elba. They get in a fight. Idris Elba says, where do you suggest I go? And Beyonce says, to hell! But until, but until then, then, I then, I suggest the four seasons.
1: I suggest maybe four, the four, four seasons. seasons.
0: Amazing acting. Beyonce knows Carter, Nala, and the Lion King. Blackest King, the upcoming visual album. Actress. Actress. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of
1: Bubbly Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore.
0: Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about.
1: Snagajob is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With
0: access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs, on-demand, temp-to-hire, part-time, or full-time.
1: You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With their easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly
0: You know, Bowen, I sleep well. And I, know I you do.
1: I attribute that in many ways to the mattress that I sleep on.
0: We both sleep on the Helix Midnight Mattress. It's given us sweet dreams aplenty. And the Helix lineup offers over 20 unique mattresses, including the reward-winning Lux and Ultra Premium Elite Collections, the mm. Helix Plus, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and the Helix Kids Mattress, designed for growing bodies and endorsed by child sleep experts everywhere.
1: Say it again. Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. Your personalized mattress is shipped right to your door free of
0: charge. Everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences.
1: Unique girl, the way you sleep is perfect. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15-year warranty depending on the model.
0: Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Culturistas. That's helixsleep.com slash Culturistas. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Hey, Las Culturistas listeners. We're here to tell you that there's no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy.
1: Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion.
0: It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com, then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas.
1: There's a lot of pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking about of gift ideas for the birthdays of loved ones in my life. And sometimes I do get super stressed trying to find that perfect thing. Me too. But now with gift mode on Etsy, I can search
0: hundreds of gifting personas and find so many incredible items. And I actually just found a custom chalk bag for the adventurer in my life who's into rock climbing.
1: Not me. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner in your life or a birthday present for the pickleballer in your life, Gift mode has you covered.
0: I'm not the pickleballer. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic.
1: Try gift mode on Etsy now. Now, moving on. Speaking of uh, performers, Performers. this is number 12 Brandy, Brandy Siobhan Massey's Define Gravity, Gravity Final riff, riff and all the alphabas who have attempted this final riff. riff. We have to respect women putting their lives on the line. In order to serve entertainment <laughs> the, and this is war. This is playing war. alphabet is, is war. war. And that's a rule of culture number 49. Playing, playing alphabet, alphabet is war. war. And war Shevan, sweat. The, the, the 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 wires? The
0: suspension wires? I mean
1: because the of the vocal health. I know. Because of the the pressures, because of needing to go up into the air. Yes, yes, yes. I mean magic <sighs> on stage. Talk about green paint being applied every single yes. day. You can't be comfortable. Come on. It's war. It's theatrical war.
0: Theatrical war. And
1: Brandy Shevon Massey is a good sh- soldier because she yes. went out there and ripped her throat in yes. half at the end of act one. Google it, bitch.
0: It's it's It never loses its impact. You watch every it every time and you feel the same way every time. It's remarkable.
1: It is. It I can only imagine if I was there... What I would do, and I don't think I would have survived being there live do we do we try it no no okay we don't try we it. have just, to let just Google you it. know what we're gonna put it into the episode later here is Brandy chavon Massey's final riff in Define gravity in and
2: and all of us the that there is.
1: So now, you know, incredible,
0: incredible. And you and th- and number 12 even feels low for me.
1: Well, you know, the rest of the list is pretty good. It's an amazing list. Let's keep going. But wow. And we just want to say respect to every woman who, who has stepped played up there. and respect to the original Adina, because Adina, she set a bar.
0: Adina, Stephanie J. Block. Anna oh Dyer. Anna Goss Dyer. Nicole Parker.
1: I'm, yes, all the women. All the women. and Shoshana Bean. Shoshana Bean. Come on. I mean, Eden Espinosa. Eden Espinosa. I mean, put some respect on these names. These women went to went war. Went to war. They went to war.
0: They went to war. Let's keep going. This is number 11. Number
1: 11. When,
0: when Parv, Parv came on, on Los culturistas. culturistas. We're sorry to be self-indulgent. We had to. This it. was a moment of culture. We built that moment up. We... Can you believe we made it happen? Thank you, readers, for going on that journey with us. We know a lot of people started to watch Survivor because we would not shut the fuck up about it. Mm. We hope you enjoy it. And, you know, Survivor is going through its own racial reckoning right now. There's a um, black Survivor sort of group um, that is trying to get a meeting with CBS executives, and we support their movement 100%. Oh, absolutely.
1: We need need every season to feel like Cook Islands without the battling of the races of it all because— what what that season did was it not only introduced us to Parv and so many amazing characters in the franchise. Yes. But also what it did was it was a diverse cast. It was a di- now, diverse cast. Now they incentivized that in terms of the entertainment and the viewing in a way that's you could say is harmful. Yes. Um and I think a lot of the contestants thought it was harmful. I recently watched an interview with Yule when he said when he found out what it was, he almost left. Yes. And he obviously did not leave did because not leave. spoiler alert, he wins in one of the most dominant games played. I mean, he was going up against one of the best players ever, which is Ozzy. Oh, Ozzy. And Parvati before she realized her power. Yes. Um, But the moment of Parv sort of becoming what she became. Yes. And stepping into her You were raising your chin. I felt so... It was so much fun to watch her in this quarantine. And she really did... You know how sometimes like in your mind's eye you have a stand-in for yourself? Oh, like, my God. For me, that was Parv for the first like, month and a amazing. half of quarantine. I was just like, Parv is a spiritual beacon for me. Wow. She's amazing on the she's show. I love watching she's her. She's a surrogate she's, for you. She's making me laugh. She's making me feel triumphant. When, and she's winning, and I she's love it. She's having fun. She's flirting. Fun, being like, like a different kind of character we've seen on the show. And honestly, Survivor is... Kept me sane in the beginning of quarantine. And the best part of watching Survivor was watching Parv. And when Parv, when we put out the ask to Parv, we were like, "This is maybe not going may to happen because we view her as a, a celeb deity." And then she came on, and it she was a moment. On. It
0: was so, so wonderful, so charismatic. You know, I, I there was a moment, several moments throughout the recording. I remember very clearly, vividly in that damn zoom mm-hmm. she but she was able to transcend
1: the zoom and i was mm-hmm. like she's a star and we think that we're just so proud of that moment and getting her on and that all the readers did their homework thank you readers that was a moment for the pod and it was it was a moment for the culture by extension who do you want to take to the end to 4
0: Gross. girls i mean just an amazing moment
1: i'm watch it <laughs> watch honestly respect cook islands but watch micronesia again. micronesia, micronesia is the shit Masterful. and heroes versus villains was like camp but also great and this one's for you and this one's for you <laughs> very good this is for you jerry and this um, is for you okay so moving on to number 10 something we talked about with parv yes number 10 number 10 is mariah,
0: mariah. mononym we're not even saying the last name mariah mariah and mariah's appeared a couple times throughout this list but Mariah deserves her own spot. Talk about Mariah. I'm gonna give the floor to you. You are the perennial Mariah expert.
1: I mean, Mariah is the best of all time. Yeah. She's one of the best pop songwriters of all time. She's mm-hmm. one of the most prolific. She's one of the best singers of all time. Obviously, she's one of the best um, pop culture characters of yes. all time. She is. She is a pop culture character. The gift that keeps on giving. She's one of the most shrewd businesswomen in pop music to create a Christmas. To really honestly be synonymous with Christmas and create a Christmas empire, create a seasonal empire like that. She is one of the best ever. She never is boring, never a dull moment with Mariah and the Lambs. I I stand with you, I represent you. One of the best moments of the past few years for me was going down to... Yes, Brooklyn and being there when she was interviewed about her amazing career as a songwriter when Caution came out Caution is an underrated album Caution is so great shame on the Grammys for not including it in the best album of the year category when it was rightfully nominated that's a controversy I do not love also the Grammys way under reward Mariah oh of course um Butterfly, one of the best albums of all time Emancipation of Mimi, one of the best m- albums of all time, just
0: My name is Mariah, the elusive, the elusive chant is one of the best album titles of all time uh,
1: I mean, yeah, talk about like long titles being culture that's the one right there that's the one, I gotta say I might be an anomaly as 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 a,
0: I'm not gonna, I don't if I call myself a lamb I feel like that you can
1: call yourself a lamb
0: I, I don't have the encyclopedic knowledge that lambs do I love Mariah. I don't know that I have immersed myself. I mean you love you are a scholar on Mariah.
1: I'm a lamb lamb. Yes. Lamb. You're like, in the lamb elite. I, I I am that little boy that was in my room listening to all Mariah and I've said it on this podcast but when I was in 3rd grade we had to do free writing and um instead of doing free writing I would just write down all the lyrics to Mariah's songs. Yes. And my teacher thought they were my work so she called a meeting with me and she was like your poetry is so amazing and then I looked at it and it was like literally lyrics from the song Breakdown by Mariah Carey and The Roof by Mariah Carey all like very adult themed things like and her vocabulary is famously a little bit advanced for pop music (laughs) Um, so to think that my third grade teacher thought that me an eight year old was capable of that
0: Mr. and Mrs. Rogers I just wanted to have a meeting with you Man is using the word nonchalantly indefinitely
1: yeah (laughs) I'm telling you the effect that Mariah had on me, I think says a lot.
0: Says a lot. I I just really quickly wanted to say, emotions. Oh, I think the you don't hear it covered. You don't hear it covered. But How could that, you? I I was even talking. I wasn't even talking about the single. I was talking about the album as a whole. Mm-hmm. I mean, um,
1: her MTV unplugged. She her iconic cover of "I'll Be There." I mean, ugh. Ugh. Another one you don't hear covered. And you rarely hear Mariah songs covered. You don't see a lot of girls out here singing My All. No.
0: Oh no. Well like, why would they ever attempt to sing My All? Not for
1: nothing, but like Oh,
0: I'm sorry. I I, I actually you
1: accidentally played the song.
0: I had to I had to go and and look up the 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 title of the song. I didn't want to get it wrong. To be around you.
1: Mm. From emotions.
0: <gasps> Mo and Mo and
1: there are so many songs that we don't even talk about, like such as All I Ever Wanted, uh, from which is one of her songs from like, her first album. Yes. Or no, maybe that's her Music Box. But also, for every like tacky, quote unquote, song she has, like Hero, uh-huh. oh. understand and respect that like those songs have a place. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like Hero is on the nose, and that's another song you don't hear covered, because it might be a little on the nose, but it touches people. It
0: touches people. You're right.
1: Uh, I'm. I can't say enough. Even her failure, her biggest failure, Glitter, is a culture moment. A culture moment
0: that is tied to one of the worst tragedies in American history, and <laughs> oh stars God. Padma Lakshmi.
1: And that's what else can we say about Silk? That? Thank you. Let's move on forward. This is. We're in the top ten. We're in the top ten. Number nine: Marion Cotillard's, Cotillard's Oscar speech. speech.
0: Oh. The only one you can really sort of remember on a word-for-word level.
1: Can you do it? Thank you, life.
0: Thank, Thank you, me. love. And it is true there is some angels in this
1: city. Thank you so, so, so much. am oh, What you she did, did, did to me. me. You, I, you, I, you, you really, really rocked, rocked my, my life.
0: I, I, oh, I really am speechless <sighs> now.
1: And her English has only
0: improved. Improved
1: oh, it. I mean, it was the most charming moment ever. And also, she looked stunning, and she was so surprised to win for Lavi Rose, La Rose. One of the great best actress wins. I was so shocked the Academy went there, but they did, and they created a star. And they also created a public 9-11 truther. Thank you. Now, to move on to what I think is, I think, the best acting performance on the list. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. This is number eight. This is Uma, Uma Thurman, Thurman as, as Poison, Poison Ivy. You had recently seen Batman and Robin. I it's been I, I hasn't been since the theater that I've seen Batman and Robin. I I have such a an interesting s- protected relationship with that film because I love it so much.
1: What's happening in this film and in her performance is she has created a character which is Mae West meets Eartha Kit yes. meets Jessica Rabbit and has created something that fits so well. In into the assignment she was given of and the tone of the movie, which is over-the-top cartoon, yes. femme fatale, craziness. Most of her lines for the first like half of the movie are by herself. Yeah. She <laughs> sells it completely. She does an iconic villain origin scene. Where she gets, she she gets the shelves.
0: The shelves get she she becomes Poison Ivy because a bunch of liquids get sort of shattered over her.
1: Basically she is sunken into the ground and liquids and venomous snakes and all sorts of poisons and toxins get sort of seeped into her body <laughs> and bring her to life. <laughs> we're to assume, but she goes from like crazy botanist to like eco terrorist. Yes. Unclear why if she wants to save all the plants in the world, she burns down uh, like a like, sort like of a greenhouse. lab in yeah. the middle of the forest. Yeah. Um, or the jungle or wherever she is, but it doesn't really matter because she's so go for broke. All of her lines are amazing, including the number one. As I told Lady Freeze when I pulled her plug, this is a one-woman
0: show. And like, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like the framing on this is like <laughs> skewed diagonal. I don't know, maybe not, but it's just like such crazy, crazy choices on every level being made in that movie, But but Uma Thurman doing a lot of the work. I mean... Because Arnold's not going to give you that love. That love. Arnold love. does well. In but the he's, movie, he's Arnold g- is not bad. He's not giving you, like... Well, he's act- not capable. ...this affectation. He's not giving you Earth a kid. He's not giving you Jessica. Ra- he's not giving no! you, like... He's not giving you camp, I don't think, beyond just, like, the, the costume of Mr. Freeze.
1: What's funny about Arnold's performance as Mr. Freeze is it's Arnold doing these puns. Like he's yes. just giving you Arnold doing puns, and it's it's not an acting performance. Although he does cry one tear, were to believe. Yes. Um, and he's good in it because it's like the the assignment he was given was you do you as Mr. Freeze, yes. and he did that. Yes. Uma has created a character. Yes. And is selling it all the way. Yeah. And the script is insane, but she is fully committed to it. Her best performance. Yeah. And the costuming is amazing. She always looks stunning. Better than Kill Bill, better than Pulp Fiction. Yeah, absolutely. Forget the geriatric bat. Uh, come join me. Uh, <laughs> this is you. It's infected. It, it's infected me. It's infected It's you. infected and affected me. Yes. In profound ways. You know who loves this? Patrick
0: Rogers. Patrick Rogers. We love Patrick Rogers. I have never, maybe I'm just like not in on the conversation around Batman and Robin, but Eartha Kit meets Jessica Rabbit meets who else?
1: I think uh May West. May West. I mean I think yes. May West is the clearest reference. But even just this like that that's Eritha. Like that's like she's and, and doing May. it all. It, it's so clear where she got. I it, love now. that. I am obsessed. It's it's so good. We we should watch it tonight, honestly. We should, we should. So I bet so you will want to watch it. Um number seven. To. Um number seven. This is huge. The Nancy, Nancy Kerrigan, Kerrigan and Tanya Harding, Harding saga. saga. <sighs> and you know, God bless
0: I Tanya for humanizing Tanya.
1: God bless. God I bless. like I-Tanya.
0: I love Itania. Um so much here. I mean a tragedy on so many levels. Mm-hmm. So many levels. W- what do you want to say about this?
1: What I'd like to say is this is really, I think, one of the biggest media stories of the nineties. Yes. It was iconic Olympic drama. Yes. It was iconic class drama. This is what I this this is what I wanted you to arrive at. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, think it's a Really tale. there's a more complicated story here about what is asked of people when they get to that level of fame and attention and what people forget is there's also so many factors that are involved in them being there and them sort of in terms of what they need to deal with yeah um in terms of the advantages that one person is given over the other that are not looked at because the pulpy, straightforward story is that there was a woman attacked. And it's tragic it's tragic that there was a woman attacked and Nancy Kerrigan did not deserve what she got. But I think the reason I like Itanya is because it does shed light on the economic disparity and what abuse does to a person. Yes. And um, you know, it's it's so much more complicated than, than, than this it,
0: woman doesn't like this woman.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. so interesting that on face value. The news story was as big as it was without all of this underlying right, stuff. Right. Right. Because the underlying stuff, I think, are what make the story.
0: It's just as fascinating as the the, the surface thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, Tanya Harding seems to be doing well for herself now. I hope. Mm. Is I I I feel like I I did a cursory checkup on her on Google the year that I Tanya came out.
1: I was like, okay, good for her. I don't I don't I don't know. I think that she like has a normal life now. Yeah. Um. And I think that she felt very sort of validated, whatever that means. I mean, sure. we don't know the truth of the situation yeah, flat out. Right. And she felt, I guess, like her story was being told in some regard. Right. Um, but it is, and again, like it's an iffy, tricky, gray area situation because maybe there's no part of her that should be absolved or represented as N- like no. a folk hero. Because no. she very well could have been completely in on it. Sure. Totally. But there's a really sort of dynamic, very like weird American story happening here. Yes. Which is, and also it's so crazy and hilarious that it takes place in the world of figure skating because it's what it means when um, someone doesn't belong yeah. and where it takes them and where, it, where it, the place it brings them to emotionally. <sighs> really fascinating and
0: Shakespearean. Thank you for that. Beautiful. I mean, you just did all the heavy lifting there in terms of talking about this. Listen,
1: I mean, I if you have anything to say about Nancy and Tanya, I, you have the floor now.
0: Wonderful. Um, I I don't I don't have anything to say, is what I'm okay. saying. I mean, I, I not nothing that would feel additive or um constructive.
1: We've covered it culturally. We've covered it culturally. It's made it onto the list into Let's the seventh going. spot. But what's number six?
0: Number six is Omarosa's, Omarosa's most, most powerful man, man in the, the universe, universe in the monologue. This was right before Trump was inaugurated this was omarosa in an unhinged interview i mean we i don't think anyone's really seen the full the full interview but in the snippet you have omarosa Manigault, Stallworth, newman saying just sort of in a super villainous way or in a super villain lackey way sort of i mean mythologizing donald trump in a way that was really at, at, at equal parts terrifying, inspiring, and funny, and ironic, and stupid, and pathetic, that I think it's just—it's an iconic moment for for that intersection of things alone. She's a supervillain. She's a supervillain. Um, how much of this can we recite? Well, first of all, let's just let's just cut. We'll, we'll just play you the audio. We're right gonna now. play you the audio.
2: Every critic, every detractor will have to bow down to president trump it's everyone who's ever doubted donald whoever disagreed whoever challenged him it is the ultimate revenge to become the most powerful man in the universe
1: so that's so that's, that's what audio. we're talking about and actually is it's the only instance where we've start one of two instances where we've started the podcast with anything other than ding dong
0: this was the IO Debris episode. Please mm-hmm. listen. I think it's one of my favorite episodes. I would agree. Because we start off the first 20 minutes only talking about Omarosa. Um because she was in very much in the news and the culture that week.
1: Oh, you couldn't tell me it wasn't the biggest news story of the millennium.
0: Um of the millennium. Mhm. And yet it's only number 6.
1: And and But yes, all of culture it history really not even matter that much. But culture
0: history transcends millennia. And I we're talking agree. about since the beginning of culture.
1: Yeah. Um so try how much do you know of it? Anyone who ever Doubted Donald. Anyone who ever doubted Donald. Anyone who ever disagreed, disagreed.
0: Will bow to what is the most powerful man in the universe. I mean, you all just heard it. We're just reciting So
1: this. now you can know just how incorrect and not off book Bowen <laughs> is. And I am not even going to try it because I oh. know I don't know it. But Omarosa. Okay,
0: let's talk about Omarosa.
1: Uh, uh What do you say? I mean, this is a person who has... Taken the spotlight in a way that I think no one could have known would. And I, I I actually think she'll remain relevant for years to come. She'll
0: find a way. She'll find a way. She's more interesting to me than, not to draw this comparison in a very superficial way, but she's more interesting to me than a Candace Owens.
1: Oh, p- not even a
0: competition. Omarosa, the fact that she had very publicly she had a very public origin story.
1: hmm she, she is a super villain. She's a
0: super villain. We all saw it uh, in The Apprentice. The plaster fell on her head. She's playing basketball with all these kids. Mm-hmm. um Like, the full, the full package in the beginning where she was talking about working at the Bill Clinton White House. Mm-hmm. How ironic, but... um, Then the celebrity apprentice. Celebrity apprentice, her calling Piers Morgan closeted. Mm-hmm.
1: Her iconic feuds. I mean, never forget the one with Bethany and Wendy Williams. I was
0: going to bring out the, the, the Bethany one because that's actually a really interesting. You can't... I mean, you can poke holes in this, obviously, but it's when she was on Bethany and she was like, see... You as a white woman get to be mediocre and move up in the world. I'm not, we're not saying that Bethany is mediocre at all, but we're saying, I mean, she uses Bethany as, as an example of mediocrity,
1: white mediocrity, white
0: mediocrity and inequities in skill and whatever, or not not skill, but like you know, career advancement and mobility. But it's like, but Omarosa's like, you get to be mediocre and have this talk show, mm-hmm. and you can't you can't fully disagree with that. can I you? I mean,
1: she's speaking truth in that situation, but and, and a and rare Bethany flash, Bethany could not answer back.
0: Unfortunately, Bethany, a very smart woman who could really like win any argument with with uh, Carol Radswell. Let's say.
1: I mean, but she met her match in Omarosa. I think that she learned a lot from that Omarosa interaction. You think so? I think she learned a lot and brought it back to Real Housewives when she when she went back. Yes, yes. And I, you know she didn't want to go back. She didn't want to go back. Um. All right. So Omarosa, congratulations! You are number six. We are at the top five moments of culture history.
0: These are. Huge moments for us, and for the world,
1: for culture. Huge, and number five is, I I was was rooting rooting for you, you. we We were were all rooting rooting for you, you. how dare you? Tyra. Tyra. You have really connected with this moment. I
0: am a vessel for Tyra. Mm -hmm. When, in the times that I've performed this live, Mm -hmm. this would sort of be my little gimmick. Her third appearance on this list. Her third appearance on this list. Uh, is it her third? I feel like there's more. Because she third. was on for fainting. For fainting and she was and on for rabies for rabies, yes. Um Tyra in this moment. This is this stands as one of the best moments in culture. Obviously, it's number five. Mm-hmm. And of course, on a very concentric um scale, best moments in reality TV history, one of the best mm-hmm. moments in reality TV history. You really can't tell if she's being abusive. Or if she's being actually nurturing, and you can't tell if she's actually looking out for Tiffany or uh-huh. if she wants to destroy this girl, as she's done for many girls.
1: I think it's literally all. Of it. Yeah, yeah. I think she wants. She knows in the moment, in the deep back of her mind, that she's being iconic. Yeah. But also, it comes from a real place. I bet she really was rooting for this girl. But it becomes the next level of reality TV star yes. and startup, and Tyra being iconic and also evil. Yep. But powerful. Powerful.
0: And convinced that she's correct.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I have ne- Tyra in a nutshell. It's Tyra in a nutshell. Oh, my God, yes. I mean, Tyra, a fascinating figure, someone who contains multitudes. I have never in my life yelled, a- yelled at a girl like this. Mm-hmm. When, when my, my mother, mother yells, yells like, this, at like this at me, it's, it's because, because she, she loves, loves me. me. Like... You're getting personal history there. Yeah, it's a lot. You're getting yeah.
1: It's a lot in the best way. And it's like, you can tell the girl was like, oh my God, had I known it was going to go here, I probably would have just smiled and said, thank you. But also it's like, we don't really hear from the girl.
0: No, Tiffany, poor Tiffany. Um,
1: Where is she now?
0: I think they interviewed her in recent years. I remember when we were writing uh, top model recaps for Vulture, I like was just curious and I looked up what Tiffany, how Tiffany was doing in Tiffany's understandably scarred by that moment mm-hmm. I, I would imagine. i would categorize that as a trauma
1: oh yeah um, especially when it appears on television in the most popular reality show of the yes. time and that I we're mean, still we're still talking about this in some way today and for it to land at number five on our rules of culture that's got a sting that's got a sting
0: um but tiffany we love you tyree we love you um let's move on to number number four,
1: four i mean here we go regina, regina hall as brenda and the scary movie films, films. Cindy. A comedy mastermind. Mastermind.
0: Cindy, TV's leaking. The TV's leaking. Ugly bitch. <laughs> <laughs> now who the fuck did that? You peed. I know. I, know. I really sold that shit, didn't I? <laughs> uh,
1: a comedy. I it with the old fake ham. Comedy legend, Regina Hall. I've, I'm on record as saying, if the world were fair... Regina Hall would be as big as Sandra Bullock. She can do it all. She has the gravitas. She has the acting ability. She is, I mean, like deeply, deeply, deeply funny. It's like effortless. Effortless. And that's like that voice she's doing. It's like all a choice. Like she's so in service. Again, like just like Uma in Batman and Robin, like so in the pocket of the tone of the movie. Knows the assignment. Oh my God. Every time she's on screen, it's like, we love being with Ana Faris. Ana yeah. Faris is amazing and she didn't make the list but she is culture. But for us to get even more excited when a new character comes in Regina every time. There.
0: Brenda had to be there.
1: Brenda. And then even though she dies in so many of the movies they always bring her back because they know. Oh my God, they know. She died in the second one. She died in all of them. I think she died in most of them. I don't know if she died in the first one. She definitely dies in the second because she, she definitely gets, dies in the. She third. gets Jada Pinkett Smith killed, like yes. in Scream Two. Yes, and she died in the third. She died in the third when she gets killed by the ring girl. Yes, yes. yes. And then in the fourth one, I'm I don't know. I can't remember if she dies or not. I but the fourth
0: one is a blur to me to be honest. It's not. Canon. I I consider it a trilogy. I I, I ended yeah. after Scary Movie Three and Scary Movie Three, of course, is the first that went PG thirteen and they still made it work. And I would I would I would. Posit that in some ways it is the best of the three.
1: Um, I would also, I would agree. It's the best of the three. Yeah. Uh, and also like it didn't feel the need to like be super Raunchy. gaggy or gross because like, yeah. it wasn't art. It was just irreverent PG-13 humor that really suited the franchise and the performers. And Regina Hall, we give it up. She's a dream guest for me.
0: I would love to have Regina Hall. We would talk about every single one of her projects in depth, support the girls. It would be like her inside actor studio moment. Rest in peace, James Lipton. We would love to serve as the substitute for anyone, especially Regina Hall, to talk about their work in an Mm in-depth way. Yes. Open it up to audience We feel we
1: are the gay WTF. James Lipton. WTF. Mark Maron, James Lipton. Terry Terry Both white White. men.
0: Terry Gross. A white man's name. Not a white
1: man, a white woman, but could be the name of a white man. Could be. And that we have to question. Yeah. Number three. We're at the top three. Number three. Spice, Spice World, World album and, and movie. I mean, let's talk about the album first. The album is incredible because it's giving you talk about the album.
0: I'm just going to name the singles. Go not the singles, but just some tracks. Spice up your life. Mm. Mm. Too mm. much. Stop. Mm. Saturday Night Divas.
1: Mm-hmm. God, I mean, I'm. I what else? Even this not being the one with "Wanna Be" on it or "Say I'll Be There." This I think is like the amped up progress version of Spice Girls. Yes. Also, Spice Girls, they use the word feminism repeatedly. Oh. They were talking about being a feminist. They were talking about, you know, girl power, supporting women, friendship, positivity, all the messages that we're like, for some reason, dragging our feet to get to now in the year 2020. They were saying in 1995.
0: We want, they were the Angela Davis of pop music saying the words Woo!
1: Marxist. You said that!
0: Pushing forward Marxist feminism before any of the other girls. And, they, and the other girls still haven't really mm. said, come out and said that.
1: Mm. And the icon- iconic original storming out of a band member from the group during its peak.
0: Jerry. Camilla could never.
1: Camilla could never. Jerry, I still am, I'm still a little hurt by Jerry. It's a part of the cultural canon that Jerry leaves. And it was written in the stars that she leave. But she <sighs> didn't leave before the movie. the movie, which I believe is actually the artistic sort of real offering of the Spice Girls. Yes. Because this is an actually funny movie. It's very funny.
0: And... It really, it really breaks away from traditional movie structure. Well, it doesn't let's say. make
1: any sense, and that's what it makes it great. It's like what we talked with Will about.
0: Yes, yes. I mean, it's their, it's their Yellow Submarine. It's their Hard, hard day's, day's Night. night. Yeah,
1: it, it's literally like it's, it's referencing that, which is a, which is a cultural callback, which we love. It's referencing the fact that they are as famous as the Beatles at the time. Yes, and also it's irreverent, big comedy that goes for the joke. Like all scenes are sketches big yes. costume characters, stupid cameos, dumb, yes. like stuff that we don't see anymore. And it also, it's commenting on the fact that they have a movie.
0: Yes. And they don't give a shit or they give a shit, but it's like not in the ways that you would expect.
1: Right. To. And also it's a best supporting actress snub for Posh Spice. Do the, what's the line? Um, this dress is dry. Clean. Only only Melanie. Melanie.
0: Yeah. Very good. I can, I don't know. I don't Shuts know. Shut
1: up, Jerry. <laughs> I spy with my little eye something blue. Hospital. (laughs) Shut Shut up, Jerry.
0: Shut up. Jerry ran so that Regina George sang, shut up. Shut Uh, up.
1: And Mean Girls. Could run. could Could run. Could run.
0: Oh my god, what are you talking about? You're so
1: skinny. Wait, it walked so it could run. You said it ran. So it could fly. <laughs> so it could
0: fly. That's what I meant. Um, oh, and uh, Hans, uh, head of content Hans is saying, what about, what about Alan, Alan Cumming? Cumming I mean,
1: always we give love to Alan we Cumming. We give
0: love to Alan Cumming, who was in Spice World and Josie the Pissy Cats.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, truly doing so much more work than he was required, but we're so happy. We're so happy. Um, I mean, Spice World, a moment in time, and now... We actually are arriving at the top two. At the top two. Number two, Oprah's, Oprah's interview, interview with Barbara Walters. Walters. We should
0: clarify this was when Barbara Walters was interviewing Oprah. Yes. Oprah was the the, the subject. subject.
1: This is around the time when the show was ending.
0: Yes. Very emotional.
1: And it was emotionally thick. And I believe what makes this such an important moment is it's two women who were boundary breakers. Yes. In media. In media, Barbara Walters, the first woman to really break through in a broadcasting capacity mm-hmm. and n- knock down so many doors for everyone that would follow her, including Oprah, yes. who in turn did that for women of color yes. and black women. Yes, And like just two of the biggest women in media sitting down and having a conversation about what this means and how they've gotten to where they've gotten and legacy that they, that they leave centered around Oprah, obviously. But I think this is most notable for the Gale quote. The Gale quote She is
2: the mother I never had. She is the sister everybody would want. She is the friend that everybody deserves. I don't know a better person. I don't
1: know a better person. So now you understand the depth of feeling.
0: Why is it making you cry? Because i never said that to her before. And what is indelible to me from that interview is just this anecdote. I don't know what the point was. She's talking about going on vacation with Gail and driving past a car dealership. Yep. And then they go back to the car dealership to buy a car. And then I remember Oprah going, "Why?" because i could mhm and you're like okay this is the life of oprah she gets to just see a car on a dealership lot and just be like i want to buy that let's turn around
1: oprah is you know she is the obviously the pinnacle there is i think no one more famous or more powerful or more important but um and we and we are holding
0: oprah to account uh, especially after disclosure where she is the subject i mean you see the mm-hmm. arc between her uh, uh from her sort of Talking about the anatomy of trans people and being very fixated on that when she has a trans guest on her show to sort of really kind of enlightening herself on the trans yeah, experience.
1: well she's always had to do that. Yes, she 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 in the beginning. I mean, um, the white woman who does amazing work on race and she does that. Jane Elliott, Jane Elliott, Jane Elliott. She had Jane Elliott on her show t- over twenty years ago. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I mean, like doing like hard work. For such a wide base of people, yeah. I have to ask a question, which is: If Oprah's still on the air and has such access to white women, which she did, does Trump get elected? You've yes, you've put you've pos- posited this before. It's hard to say. Well, it's hard to say because while she did have such influence over that demographic, we saw we did see her endorse. Hillary Clinton obviously right, right. and we saw every celebrity endorse Hillary Clinton so it also calls into question the validity of celebrity endorsements in the year 2016 right. going forward which may be different forever but I do think that she is that special person who's able to break through the conversation and mm-hmm. say this is my feeling and opinion on yeah. this.
0: Yes. That's why like the the Golden Globe Cecil B DeMille Award oh, yeah. thing was like a huge thing and like you know I think Oprah is Trying to occupy this like sagely place in the world now where it's like she's still doing like Super Soul Sunday. She's Mm -hmm. still like has her media empire out there, but it's like I think she's made a conscious decision to like leave space for other people. But Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know. There's
1: a there's a major New act coming in her life, and she'll figure it out. Yeah, you think, but oh yeah, she'll yeah. She, like. I know she isn't like top of mind conversation right now, but there is a major new era of of Oprah that we're going to see.
0: Absolutely, I feel. I feel. Um, a lot of not every not every experience sort of rolled into one person, but like you know, you have a sexual assault survivor, you have a black woman, you have um a rags to riches story, rags to riches story. I mean. Like she, I think that I think that's what, in some ways, gives her some credential to talk about, to like be like the steward for other people's experiences. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's why it's like, oh, okay, it's imp- like Oprah wants me to listen in on a conversation she has with Laverne Cox. Great, I'm gonna listen to mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Like that's what's powerful about Oprah, and you don't really get that with a lot of other people and, and people in media. Like, no, she's one of a kind. She's one of a kind. This interview is huge. Um, I don't know a better person. What a line. I don't know a better person. She really I delivered that know. one. I don't know, know a better, better person.
1: person. Tissues, no. please. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, an amazing interview. Um, wonderful supplementary uh, sort of viewing for this is, and they took it off YouTube, but they used to have a lot of the final Oprah episode on YouTube. Mm. And that is a wonderful, It's a ride. Wonderful ride. You can find it somewhere. You can find it somewhere. That's probably on your Daily Motions, your Vimeo, something. Okay. Yes.
1: And we've arrived at the number one moment of culture. And I think we both agree there could be nothing else. There could be nothing else. And um, this has been a ride. It's been a three episode arc. And here we land. Number one. The number one moment in pop culture history. Look into my eyes.
0: Adele, Adele. seem There could be no other.
1: I mean, it was the Adele Dazim heard around the world. We're
0: still dealing with the ripple effects.
1: We have not yet begun to understand what happened when John Travolta came out onto the Oscars stage and said, The wickedly talented, talented one and only Adele Dazim, which is not Adina Menzel, never will be her name. And then the cut to her face of abject terror before she begins singing a song she has not until that point sung successfully live on the Academy Until that awards. point. She had not sung it live which is Which implies
0: that she ended up singing it successfully. She did not. And she did not. Um, and we love
1: we love Adina. We love her. We love, love Adina. Her. And Into the Unknown is one of my top songs of this year. Yes. I love Adina so much. I think that she's earned her place as an A-lister. Yes. Being part of several cultural phenomenons. But none of them make the list like Adele, But she is one of the women who attempted the final riff of Define Gravity. Yes. But Adele does seem... I'll never forget the joy I felt coursing through my body when I realized what he had done. I don't know if
0: it was joy that I felt at first. I was confused me, was and shocked. and I remember being with a group of people and we were just like, wait, what? Okay, let's just keep watching. And then... It was this sort of like aftershock on social media that we were just on Twitter. Our friends were like,
1: "Wait a minute, yeah, John Travolta didn't say her name right." Oh no, I knew exactly what had happened the second it happened. <laughs> I remember he said Adele Dasim. I was watching it with three other people. Amanda was there. I just remember looking over. We both threw our bodies like it was like like what, what it looks like when someone gets struck by lightning, like the comical sort of like your body flies over across. The yes, moon. my body flew. I was limbs flying in the air. Literally, my body went into a Shock. joy state oh. that I cannot describe. <gasps> wow. And I just said, Who? And to see Adina Mentel stand there and to understand that he did not get her name was so shocking and joyful for me because I knew it would be funny later. And it's a good joke now. They presented at the Oscars the next year. She was up on the if-then was, boards as Adele Dazim for weeks.
0: And he was... Oh, you're saying... But in the next year, it was that weird, creepy moment where he was, like, pinching her cheeks. But <sighs> when you say... Because I agree with you when you say, we do not have not yet begun to understand what happened... What do you mean by that? Because I feel like does this mean that you have like some conspiracy theory? No, no
1: conspiracy. I just, I just don't think we understand like how good a moment that was for the culture, and oh, we need no. to say it's number one. Like, what could beat that? I, Some I, people might say like them announcing "La La Land" and really it was "Moonlight" no, that no. didn't make the list. I think that was just honestly a stupid mess up, and it actually taints the fact that "Moonlight" flat out won that award, and I think it's kind of sucked Agreed. that that happened. Um, Adele does seem. You you cannot
0: begin to draw any line from Indina Menzel to Adele The
1: It just came out of nowhere, but felt like it made so much sense. To the fact that I was like, this changes things. This is camp comedy high, like the most serious, the event that takes itself most seriously in the industry in the world.
0: Having something so so stupid
1: happen there. And here I was thinking the joke of it was that. John Travolta was announcing Let It Go, the coming out yeah, anthem yeah, yeah. of our time. Yeah,
0: But yet... And yet, actually... So is this the conspiracy that John Travolta threw the name, threw it, and through the introduction, set Adele aim to take the scent off that everyone would be like, Why I mean, that? Tra- the
1: conspiracy you're starting right now. Why is
0: John Travolta introducing Let It Go? Is it because he's... Oh, Adele Dazeem, what is that? You know, like that's like that seems like a fun little truther. Theory.
1: I mean, it's it's something that um I can't see it being replaced by anything else anytime you soon. You
0: cannot be Adele Dazeem. We are, we're still talking about it. You watch it now. I mean, have we played it? We haven't played it.
1: Play it. There will always be a special place in my heart for the movie musical and for the songs that create their most memorable moments. Here to perform the Oscar-nominated, gorgeously empowering song, Let It Go, from the Oscar-winning animated movie Frozen, please welcome the wickedly talented one and only Adele Dazim.
0: Okay, so that was Adele Dazeem. It still hits you the same way it did at first, maybe even more, maybe even harder, maybe in a different place. And the
1: thing is, like, no one really knows how there's been, like, an agreement about around the way Adele Dazim is spelled, which is A D E L E D A Z E E M. But there's, like, an undel happening. There's, like, undel Dazim. It could be spelled A N D E L N A S I M. It's a soft D if that even exists. There like, a, so much da- happening. Dazim. Like, what is the root of that name? Dazim. Is that Egyptian? Like what's
0: happening here? The 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 sibilance on Dasim, like the s sound, like it's it's an s c um s c
1: i like s Dasim. Regardless whatever it is, it is the number one moment in culture history. And it rightfully so. And it takes its place and this was a 2 hour episode for 25
0: moments for in 25 culture moments, history. For 25 moments, but you
1: know what? I wouldn't change a word.
0: Of I it. wouldn't change a
1: word. Because it, we are las culturistas, and we examine the culture that we've all experienced, and yeah. which has come before us, and that will come in the, in the future, and we say thank you to each cultural moment that we experience.
0: Each cultural moment of the experience. Uh, we'll edit this out, but Han said, but you literally told us to edit words, though, and that's true. But who asked you? In the grand scheme of things, wouldn't change a word.
1: Wouldn't change a word.
0: So we hope you um, tolerated us self-indulging on such, an ex- on such a crazy scale that we would do six hours total of audio <laughs> over three days consecutively to celebrate our 200th episode, potentially on a miscount, our 200th episode, but to celebrate with 200 moments in history, and culture history. But um, we had
1: a blast doing it and we haven't been in the same room recording in some time and we had fun and we hoped you had fun. And I think we're not going to do it, I don't think so, honey. We're not going to do it, I don't think so, honey. But hey, this we
0: might even encourage you to start your own list of the top 200 moments in culture history. Yes. And please send them to us. Put them in a Google Doc. Send us the link. For
1: your consideration.
0: FYC for um, the next installment of this in 200. When
1: we do this again in a couple of years when we have our 300th and 400th episodes. Yes.
0: So. um, Wow. It's a living document, as we said. It's a living document. No, and I any think clo- closing thoughts? I
1: don't have really any closing thoughts, but I think that we're going to close things the way we always close things, which is with a song.
0: And nobody in all, all of us, no, no wizard, wizard that the there, there is or was, is ever
1: gonna bring...
0: perspective some say titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city
1: and those people are me and me so set sail with this cookie crazy off-broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com get
0: tickets today at titanicmusical.com